Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can find at theoryofdfs.com. Join me, Neil Orfield, from awesomeo.com, doing the shows over there uh, on Saturday. You had 100K in uh, in NBA, and I was going to ask you, with the way NBA is going, I mean... I mean, I've played late season NBA before in DFS. Uh, I haven't played the summer league stuff where who knows who's playing. But how the hell do you manage 150 lineups? I mean, I mean, I'm not playing, but I see the I see the alerts on Twitter and everything. And I see who who the injury report is 400 pages long and teams are signing guys off the street. Uh are you just trusting, do you just trust whatever, whoever makes the projections and just whatever it happens to be at 657, it's just, I'm going yeah. with it and then I'm going to refresh it before every game and just swap to what I, just, I'm just not even going to, I, 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 I couldn't even fathom just like, if you, if you know the NBA down to like, like the nuts and bolts, I think you could possibly have a very big edge, but I'm not sure how you'd, how you'd by the time you come out of that without shooting yourself in the head in the process. So, I mean, are you just, just like basically whatever the awesome projections say, just you'll update them and switch them around any, I mean, I, I just can't fathom how you, how you go about every three minutes. There's four guys out due to COVID and three guys being signed to a roster and starting lineups that are like four guys. You didn't even expect to play or in the starting lineup. And, and like even updating projections at that point is yeah. like, like so that, how the, so hell the beautiful thing for me is that I don't have to be the guy updating the projections. I'm not in the nuts and bolts. I mean, I watch a fair amount of basketball. I follow basketball pretty closely, but I am not the one who does the projections. Um, you know, I the guys behind the scenes at Osmo do that for me, thankfully. So, yeah, I'm constantly refreshing my fantasy cruncher because it auto updates as they change projections with changing news. Um, so I do a lot of that. And I mean, we've talked about before, I, I change projections pretty drastically in some cases to get to different ownership uh, exposure levels for myself that I like. Um, so. Yeah, so it's a, uh, I don't know, it's always, it's tricky. It's a little bit different every, so I usually start pretty late. I mean, lately, especially just because the news is changing so much. I'm usually not even in Fantasy Cruncher until maybe half an hour before the first game starts, um, which has caused me some problems. I've had some slates where I'm just way off what I'm trying to do. Um, on that slate in particular, um, yeah, I mean, I I trust the projections for the most part. Uh, in that slate, my goal was to get different with the star players because there were so many cheap players that really uh, just like had huge projections that we expected to go off. Um, the Osmo projections had Franz Wagner, Chumu Keiki. If I didn't lower their projections, I was going to get to like 85, 90% of those guys, which in retrospect would have been the right approach. I lowered them because I didn't want to have that much uh, Franz Wagner, especially he's a little bit more expensive. Chumu Keiki was uh, cheap enough that, you know, it made some sense to get there. Um, but there were just so many great value plays that I didn't want to really have a hundred percent of anyone like that. So I kind of, I change the projections to spread out my exposures uh, to the lower end guys, especially. And then to the top end guys, I kind of just try to go different than the field because the field gets, you know, 
to because everybody's smashing in those lower end guys for the most part they're also getting to the highest projected of the stars so i tried to get a little bit different uh at the top and it worked out this case i got it also worked out for me that so i had 80 percent drew holiday i was eating the drew holiday chalk it worked out for me that he was ruled out and i was able to switch off him 26 percent of the field or something still had drew holiday in their lineups um and i got to a lot more bradley beal as a result because you know the field was not getting to bradley beal and i had raised his projection to get some of him anyway um and, and then i ended up getting 32 percent, and he ended up being the second or third highest scoring player in this light so you know a, a lot of luck involved obviously but just the game theory of trying to be a little bit different than the field um, but still being close enough to the projections that i'm not just going off the board yeah, it, it would it would it would cause my the rest of my hair to fall out to even try to project ownership with things changing so much that yeah. like I I would, I would just go I I go I go under the default I don't I don't know about you that the later the news is the less reflective it will actually be in the ownership yep. and the earlier it is the more reflective it would be so on yeah. an NBA slate or even NFL or anything. Like anything that's late, anything that comes Sunday morning isn't going to be as reflective. It will be, and obviously yeah. it depends on the stakes that you're playing, the higher stakes, smaller field stuff, yeah. people tend to be sharper. But like in so NBA, we talked about, we talked about this last week that you try to actually project ownership and you're pretty good at that. And I don't try to project ownership myself. I trust the sites, except for in those situations. Obviously, yes, I'm factored in like this news comes out two minutes before lock. And I think this player is going to be a smash. I'm just going to try to get him into as many lineups as possible. So I am factoring in, you know, I, I understand that the ownership projections aren't always going to be reflective when we get news 10 minutes before lock, five minutes before lock. So in those cases, yeah, I'm trying to kind of project what I think the field will do. And in general, that's obviously going to be the case that if we get news too close to the lock of a game or, or after the first game locks, um, I can assume that the, the field is not going to get to the best place. Right, because, I mean, it's not just projecting the, the new guy that's the value or the or, or the guy that replaces the guy that's out. It's how does that affect everyone else's roster construction? So, like, if we see, especially in, in the positions where you can't fill as much in, like center in NBA, so, like, 10 minutes before lock, if, like, some you know, starting center is, you know, gone, and then, like, oh, this $3,700 center is going to be starting to jam into spots. It's like any other high price center is going to start coming down. And then like, where's their lack of value? It's like, oh, maybe there's lack of value in the power forward spot. And it's like, well, that's that's where the payups are going to add. There's the Durant, there's the Giannis, there's the, the whoever that yep. you have to start. Now you have to start bringing those guys up. Or maybe it's at shooting guard. Maybe it, it could be like, how are these constructions where like you want to typically... Uh, when you get the raw points in the spots that have the, the positional scarcity, right? When you have like, oh, there are three, four to five K guards that are like smashes. It's like, well, now the ownership of the high end guards are going to go down and mm -hmm. the ownership of the power forward sent like Jokic is now going to be owned more and Embiid and those types of guys. I don't know who's. Some people can be dead in the NBA for all I know. I know that I may be listing people that are out that, that died of COVID. Who knows at this point? Not uh, paying any attention. I mean, I, I just, every day I just sit, just see, you know, the, the underdog notifications yeah. of just like this guy's dead. That, 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 here's the active players. Here's the nine guys that are active for this team. And I go, I haven't heard of half of these guys. I don't even know who half yeah. these guys are. I know uh, me neither. 
Right. But yeah. but, the, but it's it's you can you understand how for the way that I play, it's it's tough for me to like think to think that I'm comfortable playing and have an edge when it seems like every slate I just have to just like just erase ownership completely because I like I can't even fathom like five thirty comes around X Y and Z happens and now there's three new value plays in addition to yeah. the three other value plays it's like are people going to now rotate more to here are they going to go there I mean and you're sitting there going this yeah. this guy could be forty percent owned he could be fifteen percent owned and it's either got like it's like which yeah. guy is going to generate more pull more and I obviously want to play the other guy and I'm sitting here going well the news came out ninety minutes before lock is like. Like this guy projects for one point better than the other guy. Is that going to cause this to skew because of that? Or is the news late, late enough that it's going to be more even? And I'm just sitting there going like just what we talked about last episode of like, if I don't feel comfortable about like playing strategically on a slate, if I'm not all in mindset wise, like I just check out. I like, that's why it's like, I'll wait until football season's over. Wait probably until, till uh, half the teams don't have, you know, the G leaguers in their, in their lineups. And I understand that if I wanted to dive in and go hardcore, I, I, I think I have, I think I have an, enough of an edge just with the game theory construction angle, yep. but the amount of work for that, just like, like, I, I I'll just, I'll just, I'll just watch TV tonight. I'm like, I'll let everyone, let, I'll let you get the money. You could have the money uh, this time. And I'll, I'll come back in January when I could just focus just on that. But yep. I mean, but I, I must be highlighting that even, even for you, just, just blatantly using someone else's numbers that it, it must be a stressful time. Like you can't just go yeah. into any slate going, Oh no. good. You know, it, 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 even the three game slates, but imagine the, like yeah. the 11 game slates. It's like, dude, we're having game postponements. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a little know. bit of a middle ground in that I am taking days off when I am focused on NFL. So actually, I might not have played on Saturday, funny enough. I was uh, asked pretty late to do the Awesome Live Before Lock uh, NFL show. And I like at that at the time I was asked to do it, I had kind of forgotten that there was an NFL game that night. I was just focused on basketball wholly. So I might have taken an NBA off on Saturday if they had asked me earlier and I hadn't already been thinking about basketball. So generally I'm not playing NBA on the days that there are also NFL games. I don't think I'm going to play NBA tonight, probably not tomorrow night either just because I'm going to be so focused on NFL. Um, but I still feel like, you know, if, if you can just spend two hours before lock on NBA, just listening to shows, that's kind of how I get up to date on a given day. I understand your mentality of if I can't play every day, I'm not going to be fully there. I'm not going to understand everything that's going on. I totally get that. Um, but for me, I just feel like, you know, just listening to the shows, they kind of tell you what has happened, where the field is going. Um, I was I was actually shocked on Saturday to learn that Boogie Cousins was not going to be highly owned. He was one of the stands that I was trying to take. Um, you have no idea what I'm talking about because you're not paying attention. But right. he's I, know, I, that, know, I know he's on yeah. the Bucks now, and I know the yeah. Bucks have 8 million people out. Yeah. And they, so Robin Lopez was getting a ton of ownership. Boogie Cousins was not. And that kind of surprised me because Boogie Cousins in the previous game had done really well in the minutes that he played. He just got into foul trouble. And for various reasons, I, I, I don't know. I, it surprised me that Boogie Cousins was projected for like under 1% ownership when I was looking at it. And Robin Lopez was like 40%. Boogie, I think Boogie was 3,800. Robin Lopez was 3,100. But to me, I was like, well, Boogie Cousins always has that huge ceiling. We know that he can do it in 20 minutes. If for any reason he gets higher than 20 minutes, he's just going to 
smash at no ownership. So he's somebody that the strange thing is before the Drew Holiday news came out that he was out, I had 27% Boogie Cousins. And I ended up at like 9% after that news broke just because so many other value plays sprung up from the Bucks, And uh, I, I got to more of those guys more spread out than than Cousins. But um, yeah, it's I don't know, it, it is it's stressful, but I enjoy it. And I think you know that there's a huge edge because of all this stuff going on if you just have projections at your disposal. So that's part of the reason I play. I want to play DFS every night. So are, are you doing anything on the nights that there is no NFL, no no MMA? Are you playing? You're just taking the night, taking days off? Other than other than soccer, MMA, and NFL, like I'm just, that, that I'm, it's nice. I could live a, like, like live a normal life. I, yeah. I'm just pretty much sitting on the I get couch. it. Probably watching wrestling or something, but I mean, I get to spend time with my wife, and oh, we can have an actual dinner. Look, the, oh, I don't have to check. Oh, I did. Locks at seven thirty. At eight o'clock, there's a game locking at nine. There's a game locking at ten. Like there's none of none of that yeah. type of stuff where it's like I'm. Yeah, I'm there, but I'm not really there. I mean, because you can't like. Oh, we're gonna actually we're gonna watch a movie or whatever. It's like no, I'm still thinking about it's you know eight twenty five, and I gotta I gotta go back to yep. the computer, make sure everything's okay. Then, you know, oh, I got to set an alarm for another 20 minutes. And like, that's, that's, I don't know what that, especially now, if, if NBA was normal, may, I, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably been, be, be still be, be playing on the days that there weren't NFL or anything like that. But I mean, yeah. and it's NFL's right turning into it. I mean, look, literally NFL yeah. Is turning games into being it. postponed. I did a whole show on Friday for the two game Saturday slate, and we learned like ten minute with ten minutes left in the show. They said, "Oh, it looks like the Browns game might be postponed." They're talking about moving that, so it's like, "Oh, we just did this whole show that is going to be irrelevant now." So that was a bummer. Um, yeah, it, and then and then COVID news coming out, and then they're changing the COVID protocols in NFL. That like changes everything. A player can, you know, you'd assume this player is going to be out for 10 days and now he might come back because he just needs one negative test. It's uh, yeah. NFL is, it's getting there. Yeah. I'm, and then playing, Tyler, playing if we want to tie it into the NFL slate. I, I heard you didn't get to any of, uh, is it Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley that... for the Ravens? No. Yep. Me neither. And I, obviously we both regret it. Uh, I, I, that's one that now I'm like, man, I feel like that's sort of a, a flaw because I don't watch college football and he was never relevant in best ball. I just have, I had no idea who he was. I didn't know that he was a rushing quarterback, that he had that kind of upside until I, I did hear, I was watching the, uh, the Osmo streams leading up to lock and they talked about him a little bit. So I was like, Oh, maybe I should. And I went back and I, I changed, I boosted his projection based on the things that they were saying and still just ended up not getting to any, he, he wasn't somebody that I was prioritizing. He was just like, yeah. So yeah, that's, on, that's on, a regret on, that I have. On on the on the Sunday slate on yesterday slate, I built my lineups old school style. I hand built. What, what do you mean by old school? Hand, I hand built. I de- my old school style. I'll even show you my 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 little tally. Oh wow! I Written down and everything. Style. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm looking. Things? I'm looking at the projections, so it's like I'm looking and go- and looking at you know simulation tools and everything. Going okay. Here are the games I want to target. Here's the you know here are the stacks I want to have. And then, like, then writing them all out and just because I'm going to build 20 lineups by hand. And, you know, I need to keep track of my exposures to some extent. Right. But I'm not like going like this lineup is rejected X and it's owned X. It's just like I have little ups and downs on each of the names that basically show if they're over owned or under owned. So it's like once I start putting in a guy that has a downward arrow, it's like I can't put a second guy with a downward arrow. You know, like that. Like it's really. Like conceptually there, but not precise 
in any sense of the imagination. But uh, I figured with all the COVID news and all this type of stuff, like I'm not even working on my lineups until till Sunday morning. And then uh, I was playing cash on both sites and I I did well on both. I mean, I 38% positive return. So like I'm drafting, I think I won 90% of my head to heads. So like I'm, I'm happy there. Uh, but then hand building my lineups, I'm just like going, go, but I'm still doing the same thing that I would do in lineup HQ of like, well, Parker's chalky. Like I'm playing, I play three Tua lineups, but I'm only playing Parker with Tua. I'm only playing Gabe Davis with Josh Allen. I'm only mm-hmm. playing, uh, De- Deontay Johnson with Ben Roethlisberger. Right. I play, I did that type of thing. So I knew I wasn't going to, I I knew, I mean, it's the same type of thing of me putting in groups and then building 500 lineups and then selecting the 20 that I would want. But I mean, I see, I saw what fit. I wanted the cheap running backs, right? So I had a Jeff Wilson, obviously James Robinson. I played a little too much Devonta Freeman. Like I played the Ravens, but I played the Devonta Freeman, you know, angle on that. Uh, and then just like just sorting it out just by, you know, whatever. Like Did you do that for your cash game as well? Did you write it out? No, no, no. The cash game I okay. could just use an I I mean cash yeah. game essentially I used the aggregate uh optimal from FanDuel and then I made some changes on basically the my yeah, aggregate so I was, optimal. I listened to your show this payments. morning. Yeah. Okay, okay. I listened to your show this morning uh about your cash lineup and I was like he said before that he always just plays the optimal all you got to do is play the optimal and it sounded like you had made a couple changes you you just made the one change to your optimal well is I mean I cash? I mean the main th- the main thing in 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 in, ca- in NFL is soft enough mm-hmm. and it's short enough that like I think I can I can make more better optimal decisions than let an 18 game sample size of whatever aggregate or whatever projection system I use. In NBA, I'm more likely to just say, this is what it is, and just ride 140 slates and treat it like an index fund type of thing. But, yeah. like, I look and I go, my aggregate optimal doesn't have Gabe Davis, and I know that Gabe Davis is going to be, like, 50% in cash games. Because I I, right. I I look around the entire industry. I mean, I know what everyone's right. talking about and everything. So I'm like, Parker is going to be... People are going to play Parker. People are going to play Davis. People will play James Robinson. So it's like lock, lock, lock. The Bills defense is going to be way owned in cash, especially with the field goal kicker going down, right? Uh, so I'll, it's like I don't want to be burned by high variance players that are especially that are cheap. When I could just build the lineup with them that only sacrifices a half a point of projection anyway. So it's just like I lock them in and then just whatever I get. Yeah. I don't get Devontae Adams, but he's expensive, so I don't care. Right. I end up with Kittle in my lineup. Like that's perfectly fine. It's just a matter of. The, the player I didn't want to play was Gabe Davis. Like, I thought, yep. like, he was the fragile guy. He was the $3,700 yep. guy. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of cash games yeah, yeah. to, to seed yeah. points at wide receiver. Wide receiver has the highest opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to have five points at wide receiver. Like So, like, Gabe Davis easily could have gone two for 30, and that's it. So, like, yep. can I avoid playing Gabe Davis? Yeah, of course I can. But once I see that, like... He's like the top value. Him and Parker are like, you got to play both of them. You got to play both of them. Got to play both of them. I'm assuming people are playing Gazicki Adams types lineups. Maybe they're going down to Tua. I mean, I but I don't I don't feel like I get burned by any of that. So it's just like okay, just learn lock locking the guys and just yep. see what runs out. And I get three running backs. I get Wilson. I get Gaskin. I wasn't thrilled about playing any running back other than James Robinson. 
But, so, so you did lock it. So you locked in those players and then ran the optimal. And then so ran just right. In. Okay. And I then see. I think I got Brandon Cooks in my third yep. wide receiver slot. And it's like I try to make it a point not to play guys on bad teams if yeah. I if I could avoid it, especially knowing that he's barely going to be owned in cash games. So I just so did him. you pick him out? Right. So okay. I just x him out and run it and just run it again. Okay, there you go. I look and I go, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, All like right. that. And then well, I, I, I mean, that's a few switches. That that's not. You know, that's not just like one change off the optimal. It sounds like you made several decision points. Right, but the, the, the lineup that case. I was playing was 1.2 points lower than the optimal. Yeah. So do you do that most weeks for NFL? Do you, yeah. do you often make, okay, multiple pivots? I, on both sides. I mean, I'll, I'll – because I'll, also what I'll what I'll do is on Sunday morning, I will download the projections from all the sites across the industry mm-hmm. and plug them into Lineup HQ because we now have an aggregate feature that you could plug and then you could – Aggregate them with weights, whatever way you want. Uh, so I'll download them all on Sunday morning. Uh, the updated ones, like nine in the morning, updated type of type of ones, and then aggregate them together. See what see what comes out as the optimal or the top five optimals. But then I'll go to each projection source and go, well, what is ET? What is ETR's optimal? Like this is a lineup that I expect to see being played, right? Because people mm-hmm. will just click on optimal and play it. So I'm like, I'm looking at that. And then I look, what's awesomos? What's daily rotos? What's fantasy labs? Like what 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 are the optimals around the industry for both sides for DraftKings and FanDuel? Obviously, once inactives come in, uh, typically around noon or twelve ten, I will download them all again because yeah. obviously things will shift a little depending on whatever the inactives is or anything like that. And uh and then I'll look at it again, see if anything's really changed, aggregate them to my weights. Uh, and I, I weight uh, uh, the blitz and ETR higher than others. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then I'll go, then I'll go through and then I'll just go, you know, exactly the process that I said, who do, who do I need to block? Who do I don't need to block? What are my lineup choices? Uh, and just and maybe run ten and go out of the top ten. What and and eventually it, it takes me less than five minutes. And just like that's what I'm running with. I put it in. Uh, and before that, even before inactives, I was building all my GPP lineups because there was going to be nothing in inactives, as far as I knew, that was really going to change my player pool much. So yeah, I can so, just so go do you, through do uh, do you find that cash games that uh, your profitability changes throughout the year. I was talking to my, my friend uh, on, on FanDuel. He's Chris41658. Very good player. He plays cash. On, he only plays FanDuel uh, and he plays cash on FanDuel and he keeps on trying to get me to play cash early in the season because he tells me that early in the year it's super soft and then later in the year kind of the, the softer players drop out and it becomes a little bit tougher. That's what you find as well? No, absolutely. Like it, it, probably not worth joining at this point because you're playing against a bunch of... I yeah, mean, I'm not, but, really, I'm but, not but going to, the, but just generally is that... Late season NFL cash games are still uh, probably twice as soft as early season of any other sport. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like early season NBA cash is softer because you get a little bit more casual money in there. Same for MLB, but that goes away pretty quickly in those sports. But like that softness in the beginning of N- NBA... It's still like five times as sharp as like the late like next week in NFL. I mean, just if, especially if you're able to play lower stakes. So if like mm-hmm. the, one of the biggest things that I could uh, recommend to people that have smaller bankrolls. I mean, it's it's what we talk about in the course. It's like the number one thing. Your profitability is going to all be based around playing the weakest opponent. So mm-hmm. if 
in the beginning of NFL season, if you could play one and two dollar contests, play head to heads to keep to keep the you know your variance lower, and like if you have three hundred dollars, like there's no to me there's no better investment than playing three hundred dollars worth of or whatever. Fill up the I mean on on Fanduel since I was never a big Fanduel player, I'm still not restricted. So like all I do all week is. You know, every every six hours or whatever, when I'm in the bathroom, I just open up FanDuel and I just enter the $1 and $2.50-50s. Just keep on the multipliers, everything. And then just, I post like 25 at each level. And I'm just like, I, I get like, in total, I get like $3,3,500 worth of action, yeah. mostly in lower stakes. And... I mean, there were weeks on FanDuel where, like, I like I, I have a lineup that I'm like, this, yeah, I'm losing it all on FanDuel. In the early games, I'm like, this guy got injured, and he has three points. He's only 18% owned, and he's in my cash lineup. I don't have this guy who's 40% owned who just scored 80 yards and a touchdown. And by the end of the day, I've, I've doubled my money. And I'm like, how, how how did that happen? And then I, know, and then I noticed that some garbage running back that, only put up like four points. It was like 28% owned. And I go, why did everyone, why were people playing that guy? And then I go through sharp play player lineups in kind of the higher stake stuff. It's not mm -hmm. like I see them in those lineups. I mean, like I, right. I'm looking, it's like, was there some construction? Was there a reason why this guy was owned? Was there a reason why this combination, was there a reason why this defense out of nowhere, you know, a 22 point defense is somehow like, but on like on FanDuel is, is, is so much easier. And my cash game action is I, I fluctuate it uh, based on the context of the slate. So okay. I, personally, and if you're a lower stakes player, maybe less an experienced player, you want to play on what Levitan calls prove it weeks. Like if you can play low stakes, you want to play on weeks. Like we had one, what, two weeks ago? The Sony Michelle week. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like the, the basically there was one of two cash game lineups like that. There was literally no, like if you didn't play this lineup or that lineup, you were a bad cash game play like that. You're or, or you're playing higher stakes, playing three mans, you know what you're mm -hmm. playing against and you're kind of trying to flip something. I get it if you're doing that, but if you're playing low stakes, if you didn't play one of these two lineups, like these were the lineups that just it, no questions asked. If you, anyone that was off of these lineups sacrificed too much. And so it's like, I want to play on those weeks. Because were those I'm, lineups the optimal? So I'm, I'm curious if they were the optimal on ETR yes. site. Or, they, okay. they, 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 it was, it was a week where as long, because remember it was the week where Henderson was like, we don't know if yeah, he's yeah. going to play. I remember Sony Michelle, I had 80, 90% of Sony Michelle. Right. The field somehow only had like 20%. Yeah. It, if you, if once you, uh, once you plugged Michelle's projection as if Henderson was out, uh, the optimal, the optimal lineup on all projection sites across the industry was one of those two lineups. Okay. Right. So like there, yeah. there's no, like, and if you don't play one of those two lineups, you sacrifice, like there was no combination unless you okay. were leaving money on the table and playing a different defense or something. Like there was no other combination that you would have been able to make that projected like that. Cause it was I'm just, just I was so curious clear. If these I would three have running backs, these two wide receivers, like at, at best it was a two V two, which yeah. exactly what those two lineups were. I like those weeks for lower stakes. Cause I, I don't have to think about it. Like I'm just going to plug that in. It's going to be, I'm going to be on the train 
and let everyone else make the mistake. So I have no problem. Like that was the morning where I just like, I'm just signing up for everything. I wasn't yep. even expecting to play much cash, but once I saw that this was a prove it week, I'm like, I'm going to, on DraftKings, it made, it wouldn't, it wasn't as much on FanDuel, but it still was close to it. And then the other times that I like playing is when, uh, there's, uh, where the popular construction is far off of my aggregate optimal. Okay. So where people are playing like, okay, there, this guy's chalk, that guy's chalk, this guy's chalky. Not got not when someone's seventy two percent owned. I'm talking about like chalky forty percent. Like people are jamming in, uh, you know, like Cooper Cup into mm-hmm. their lineups, and it's causing like this construction to look like X. Okay. And I'm like, well. In my top 50, I don't even get any Cooper Cup because it actually wants you to pay more running back here. And once right. I see that and I go, I agree with what I have and less so of like someone's rankings, mm-hmm. right? You'll see like people, oh, I got to play. What they'll do is like, I got to play these three guys and then they'll find the a way plays. to fit them in. Yeah, kind of right. Stuff. And yeah, find yeah. a way to fit them in. Not realizing that just playing two of them and a different construction is is it's probably so better. Optimal. Right, it's probably it's probably better for cash games at least, median wise. Mm-hmm. Once I yep. see that, I start uh, adding head to heads and th- and uh, and triple ups, because I know so much of the field is going to be on something. So if I'm going to be significantly enough different with the, some three v three that doesn't have a guy that's probably forty five to fifty percent owned, mm-hmm. if I'm right, I want to get paid two x. I want to pay get yeah. paid more. It's about, get, it's about winning more when you're right. 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 So when I, if when, if I pass the train, I'm going to get triple my money. I want to get quintuple my money. I'll still put yeah. my stuff in double ups, but I'm going to be playing more head to heads. So if I'm mm-hmm. off, I still I still may win 30% of my head to heads. But if I'm right, I may win 95% of my head to heads. So it's like yep. those type of weeks. But a lot of times you don't see that until Sunday morning. A lot of times you don't see that till Saturday night. And then on the weeks where it's like, I don't like anything like then, then those are the weeks where I kind of scaled this, this past week was a, was a, I, yeah, I'm not, me too. I don't, I don't like anything. I hated this. This NFL slate was one of the trickier ones of the year. Cause there was just nowhere where it was, the field was massively wrong other than James Robinson to an extent was projected to be way lower. I think he came in at like 50% owned in the Millie. So he ended up being about where he should have been. I think uh, that was the only spot that going in, he was projected for like 20 to 30% ownership and, you know, was optimal 50% of the time or something like that. So I was like, okay, he's, he's a great play. And then he came in at 50% ownership. So even he wasn't that great of a play. Yeah, it was, it was one of the trickier NFL slates of the year. But before we get to that, uh, since you're talking about macro, like the, the easiest way to make money if you're a new DFS player, uh, this is, I am not sponsored here, but, but I still, uh, and this show is not sponsored. I feel like I got asked, do you, do you play on Yahoo? Uh, I used to. Okay. It, it's, it's more, it's more of a time thing. It's more of a, yeah. it's, it's, I, I can I just, only do so much at one, at one time, yeah. but, but you know that they're doing, they're giving 200 K overlay guaranteed yes. contests. Um, and I, I'm not, again, I'm not sponsored. I've never been on a Yahoo sponsored show. Right. I'm not an awesome employee. I have no reason to say this, but I just, I, I, that's the only site that I on main NFL slates, I have killed it this year. I've made a lot of money on Yahoo while losing on DK and FanDuel GPPs uh, for football this year. So 
If I wanted to maximize me. my EV, that would be the that would be where yeah. you put your money first. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's, Absolutely. That's, since you brought that up as you know, you want to play the lower stakes contest with with the softest competition. I just think that's the other spot where you can find that kind of similar edge is playing where you can find overlay it. Obviously, uh, where it's guaranteed is the best way to do so. Have they fixed their CSV uploads? Uh, you can upload via CSV. What do you mean? I, I believe they, so early I in the year, I, 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 I tried playing one slate and it was, yeah. it get giving me errors. I had to put things in different lines. I'm like, I'm, this is, this is, what am I doing here? And then it's, trying to follow, then trying to follow your goddamn contests. I just don't even bother. Oh I'll yeah. No, I, I I'll just it, show yeah. the green. I'm, I I'm not going to check this until after this. Slate. I agree with you I, there. How it, are you yeah, supposed to check? It shows each as each individual con. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. It sucks as a entertainment platform. It's just very profitable for me. I mean, towards the end, it becomes fun. If you have one that is in contention, then you can see that. Well, then you, you could just highlight that else. one. But if it's in the yeah. middle, if it's two o'clock yeah. an hour into the slate, I have no idea what's going on. Yep. Agreed. It sucks. Uh, but it's fun to win money. So, well, yeah, <laughs> so well, that's sure, it's, it's but, worth playing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying I, I, I like in the, in the early part of the season, I like, okay, I'll play 150 entries into the, guaranteed overlay whatever and then mm -hmm. like i'm like okay let, let, let me now that they have csv uploads okay let me see how the process and then i'm like this is like a thursday before and i'm like okay let me just build build a whole bunch of lineups and just cut and paste or whatever and then it's like like it it, it wouldn't do it wouldn't do anything i'm like what the fuck why is it mm -hmm. uploaded and then i and i go and no it wasn't uploaded like it didn't even it yeah. didn't even tell me that it wasn't uploaded i just pressed it it looked like it did something and it didn't do anything I think like, it is. What? It is. Fixed. I mean, I I do my Yahoo lineups literally ten minutes before the slate starts is when I start doing my Yahoo lineups, and I quickly adjust players to try to get to different exposures. Um, I don't spend much time on Yahoo at all, and it seems to work pretty pretty well. Well, I mean, for me. you're just, getting a guaranteed overlay, so I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's just you don't need to spend a ton of time on it. We've I've got projections. I still try to do some of the same stuff where I'm changing the projections to get a little bit different from the people who are using projections. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just super easy to, to make money there. I say this, uh, I did lose money. I've lost money the past couple of weeks on Yahoo. So it's not like it's guaranteed money, but mm -hmm. I've had, you know, it's just much easier, much softer. I mean, not, not even much softer. It's just easier because of the guaranteed overlay, I think. Uh, question, do we, have to, do we have to run, do we have to hold, Neil? as a community an intervention with you about your michael heisty <laughs> yeah I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at looking at results db you had nine percent j michael hasty and you had nine yep. percent dare agunawale yep. who's obviously backing up uh you know james robinson yeah like i said like in 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 a vacuum i understand what you're doing like like well wilson is going to be popular but that that could be a split and we're just all assuming robinson's getting all the work even though Meyer's not there anymore. Well, he was also banged up. It, it was more because he was banged up for me. So I thought, well, banged up running back coming into the game. Everybody's playing him. He's immediate leverage off of everybody who's playing James Robinson. There's nobody else at 4,000 who I like. So it was just, there are a lot of things that made me think, it wouldn't be that shocking to me if James Robinson is a little banged up, if he aggravates his injury. Um, it wouldn't be that shocking to me. Or if James Robinson, if, if like you said, if James Robinson is just getting 50% of the carries, Dare Agumbawale has taken the other 50%. Who knows? And anything can happen. 4,000, the best 4,000 running back. Yeah, I took some shots there. Yeah, but and you then, didn't, and you then didn't think Michael of Hastie. that same shot, Neil, with Miles Gaskin. 
Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it, it seems so perfect it for you, it actually right? Does. Like, it, why it, not it play Duke sense. Johnson? Yep, that, that's true. I think that if I had gone different, I might have gone to Malcolm Brown instead. I don't even think I would have gotten to I don't think he wasn't even active. I, I, thought he, I thought he was activated this week. Maybe no, no. I think I th- it was active was Gaskin, Ahmed, and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should have following following that same logic. It would have made some sense. And they were playing the Jets, so it was a you know easy enough spot for any whoever got the carries to, to crush. Um, I guess I thought that uh, – I mean, there's obviously not the same leverage as Daria Gumbawale because Miles Gaskin wasn't that as was highly owned. owned. He was owned enough. Yeah, he was. He might have been like twenty three point five percent in the milli. He was owned. Yeah, yeah, it was a miss. <laughs> I, I guess that's that's what it comes down to. It was a miss to not to not follow my own strategy in the spot where it actually worked this just week. Just do that every. Just, do, oh, just the backup running backs of every team. Just do that. Let's see how much money <laughs> I mean, you can I, lose before you win with that. Yeah, I mean, I've won with it before. That, that's the reason I keep going back to. It. I think that I'm generally okay at picking. Why not Tevin Coleman? Michael Carter was seventeen yeah. percent owned. Did you have any? T- Let me check. Tevin Coleman? Oh no, no, you Kevin got Coleman. no. You got nothing. You got nothing. Oh. I got point one five percent owned. He only had five points, but whatever. Yeah, that. that. But he also wasn't as good. I, I feel like Duke Johnson made sense because if it went right, he was the lead running back going against the Jets, right. whereas Tevin Coleman was going against the Dolphins' tougher defense. Not shouldn't have been the same, you know, positive game script for him. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had played with Duke Johnson. I played some Miles Gaskin, so uh, that was that was a mistake. I was I was actually looking at my exposures just kind of in preparation for the show. I, I don't always do it as much as I should. Look at like where did I actually end up on things. My biggest, uh, the the fishiest thing that I think I did is I played. I think I had twenty six percent Jaguars D. And that was like yeah, well, they were I, only nine percent down because the Bills were more owned. Yeah, I think the fishiest yeah, thing was playing thirty seven percent of a twenty percent on Debo Samuel. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. I couldn't believe yeah, he, Debo was that owned. Yeah, yeah, it, that might have that might have been the fishiest thing I did too. Um, and that's just because they were playing the Falcons. I just thought if they're gonna if they're gonna be able to do whatever they want against the Falcons, they clearly know that Debo Samuel is their best player. So it could imagine be playing an eighty two hundred dollar running back in your wide receiver slot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what I did. <laughs> no, like Seems I was fine case. with that. Like I was fine with Samuel as a contrarian play, thinking that like if he's eight percent owned. Yeah. Yep. Like who says I he agree. just doesn't go out and get a nine for a hundred and twelve two touchdown game and what? Like, but not at that owner. I mean, like, like yeah. the, the the thing that surprised me the most yesterday was the the Bills ownership. I was yeah. What did I, they come I, in at? Allen only came in at eight percent owned. Oh yeah, like 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 the Buffalo stack I had is like the second highest owned stack on the slate. So like, me yeah. purposely, I'm going okay. How do I get away from Allen to play Rogers? And Rogers is more owned than Allen. I know like, that, that was that, that was my recommended stack. So we do at the end of our Saturday show, we rec- like who is your favorite stack? If you just have one one uh, lineup that you're going to play, who's your favorite stack in? Uh, single entry. And I said Aaron Rodgers because we had Aaron Rodgers projected for 5% ownership. The day before he had been projected for like 2.5% ownership. So he just, the ownership kept going up. And I think we must not have been the only people who had that idea because he uh, got pretty Everyone steamed. had that idea. Um, luckily, I did say uh, with Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So that, that's the one thing I got. Re- I mean, Aaron Rodgers actually did pretty well too. So I guess yeah. it was uh, it was No, that's stack. exactly I, what I got. I, I played Rodgers plus Adams plus MVS plus Devonta Freeman. 
So I didn't fill at, at Andrews in the. Me neither. I didn't have any Andrews. I had zero, which was obviously uh, it hurt, and I think it was wrong to have zero percent Andrews. I think I, I allowed it to happen just because he wasn't projecting well. He didn't look that good uh, in the Osmo tools, and on top of that, he had this new quarterback who I knew nothing about, and I was like, well, he's just got a bad quarterback. Are they going to be able to score at all? Probably not. Uh, there are all these other tight ends that I like. What are the chances that Mark Andrews hurts me that badly? And then, of course, he did. So right, of course. that was a miss. Right. So I can make up the points with J. Michael Hasty. It's fine. Exactly. J. Michael <laughs> Hasty will get me there. Daria Gumbawale. Are you ready for this coming week for uh, uh, Rojo and Antonio Brown to be drunk? Oh, God. Have you, the, the salaries can, I can't believe they even published the sal- – they put out the Sunday salaries. Hmm. Before even t- the two games tonight and the two on Tuesday are even being played, it's wow. gonna be it's gonna be uh, yeah. Eckler's People now on the hurt COVID these list. Games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Justin Jackson's forty two hundred. Ronald Jones is fifty one hundred. They haven't raised Craig Reynolds' price if you happen to want to use him. Uh, yeah. If Godwin's out, uh, Evans is possibly gone. I mean, like, like Antonio Brown's forty nine hundred on on DraftKings. He's seven thousand he on FanDuel. Is so it confirmed that he's gonna be back? Yeah, according to the coach, yeah. Oh well. I mean, as as Fun. as long as long as he has a real vaccination card this time, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But who knows? Between now and Sunday, half the teams could be. I mean, like yeah. the Chargers are dealing with this. Who knows? Keenan Allen's out again. Mike Williams is out again. We like you're sitting there going, "What's going on?" And the the Buck now Tyler. Are we playing Tyler Johnson now? I mean, like. It's going to become Maybe. like it's. It, I I believe the slate coming up on Sunday is going to feel more like an NBA slate currently, yeah, probably, but yeah. not like something happening like ninety minutes before lock. But like yeah. the Schefter tweets at midnight are going to matter. Like it's yeah. going to be like yeah. okay, there's seven hundred people on the COVID list. Some of them may come off, some of them may not, and we're not going to know possibly yeah. until ninety minutes before lock. Yep, it'll Beautiful. be fun, and it, it's slate. it's season long playoff time. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's best ball. This is the first round of best ball playoffs. I, man, I had I had some stacks with Brady and Godwin that I was like, oh man, this stack is. I think I'm going to be advancing. And then of course they just dudded out completely. So that was a bummer. Uh, oh, so the best ball was this week playoffs. This is this is the first week of playoffs. Okay. There's I think there's the regular. There's the the first round they call it is uh, weeks one through fourteen. Second round is week fifteen. Third round week sixteen. And fourth, the, the final round is week 16, I think is how it works. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't play best ball. Yeah, yeah. I Something like that. Yeah. But after the first 14 weeks, it's just one week per per round. So it's fun, though. You should, I mean, got to bring Eric back on to talk about some best ball. It's a good time. Well, he's doing NBA no, it's, it's best. How do you do NBA? Who knows who's going to win NBA best ball? Whoever's, whoever's the... The fun, the thing that I found the funniest, NBA people are 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 dropping out due to COVID, right, left and right, mm-hmm. and and on the day that like seven hundred people are on the COVID list, they announced that Kyrie Irving is is is. I know, I love rugby. that. Well, then like, he the immediately goes on the COVID list. At all, right? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I could not believe that. That was crazy. Uh, and uh, soccer, it's uh, like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like what the Premier League is dealing with this shit also. So they like this past this past Saturday was supposed to be a five game Premier League slate that turned into a two game slate the day before that turned into a cancel slate the day of. 
Oh no. Because it went down from five games to two games, and then and yeah. then one of the games got canceled. So like the two game so slate no. doesn't matter anymore. So it's like, okay. Do they have showdown for for? Yeah, they, they have showdown. Yes. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, Sunday is going to be a busy day for me because that's Boxing Day. Yep. Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, and that's when like all the Premier League teams play at the same time. Okay. Like it's a it, it's a tradition for the Premier League to play on Boxing Day. Uh, so I'm going to be making soccer lineups at like 9:30 in the morning when I wake up before I make my NFL lineups. And I'm, who knows if there's 10 games being played on Boxing Day because half the games are being canceled and postponed as it is. So now yeah. I'm going to have to deal with that twice in one morning of what's going. Because I'm expecting this week. I'm expecting it's Monday. I'm going by Friday. Like it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those slates where it's like. Uh, I'd love to play five running backs if I could, or I'd like, I'd right. love to play six wide receivers if I like, yeah. or it's like, I could pay, I'm just going to pay up at defense and tight end and quarterback. Cause I can, can fit in whoever, everyone. Uh, I mean, like it's, yep. it's going to be one of the, yep. it, it feels like it's one of the, I'm like, I already tried to put the lineup together. Like Cooper cup is 9,800 on DraftKings, And I'm wow. like, that's a little expensive for Cooper cup. And then seeing all these people drop out, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to have a problem yeah, fitting a Cooper cup, cup in. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Um, just speaking of NBA best ball, going back to that for a second, you know, what doesn't work is seeing that there's massive overlay on the day, like the day of the day before it's going to lock and just going in and, and finding a good projections or a good ranking system for best ball. And then just like running it auto. That's what I try doing is I just like filled in. I, I did the rankings based on some pre-rankings for NBA best ball, but on DraftKings, you can't do anything like roster construction wise. Like, so for NFL, you can set, I want a maximum of four running backs or a maximum of two tight ends. You can't do that kind of thing on, on DraftKings uh, at all. So if you so do it, like, so well, hold on. Whatever happens. So, so in yeah. best ball for NFL, if you put it on auto, you could get like four quarterbacks and, yep. and, yep. and five tight ends. If they just happen yep. to be ranked like that. Yep. Well, that sucks. I think I think they have caps of how many you can have at a given position. Maybe it's five quarterbacks. Like but yeah, it's the the construction can totally suck. Which I did some of that for NFL too, and I'm probably not going to be doing the uh, the auto draft thing anymore on DraftKings. On uh, Underdog, you can set limits to how much you want of each position, which is what I did for a lot, and it works out pretty well. If you just set it to two quarterbacks, two tight ends, and four running backs, five running backs, that kind of thing, you can get you know within. Pretty pretty close to the lineup constructions that you want on underdog. But you only played play. on DraftKings because of the overlay. Yeah, exactly. There was massive overlay. Well, when you can actually draft your own lineups on DraftKings, there's also a massive edge because it's super soft. Underdog is much sharper players, which you'd probably guess because a lot of pros are touting it all the time. DraftKings, they don't even really tout their best ball product at all. And then you just get a bunch of random uh, casual players playing best ball for NFL on DraftKings. And it was very soft. I had a great advance rate on DraftKings, but have you, have you tried um, playing the snake draft daily? I you know, not. they, you know, they have a snake draft format, like similar to the old school, like draft on DraftKings. No. So like you could do okay. a snake draft for this coming like week slate. Like I'm, assu I'm what, assuming those have to be, so I'm assuming those are soft also. What's the top prize though? I have no idea. Yeah, so for DraftKings, I mean, I'm playing. It's a Millie Maker 
contest for for the twenty dollar on DraftKings or hundred thousand where it's it's worthwhile. If I'm if the top prize is a hundred bucks, I'm I'm probably not going to play. Yeah, but if you're smaller bankroll and like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, probably. Or makes you can play a lot of leagues. I like I mean, like yeah, I I get it if you yeah. If you're looking probably at probably a good way to I actually I play some uh I play flash draft on DraftKings. Are you familiar with flash draft? Yeah. I tested that out order. before I, I tested it out before anyone knew about it. That Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. I forget. Because I, I'm I'm behind I, I've signed an NDA. I know some of the features that come out before people do. And I always have to say, because people fucking troll me. It's like ninety nine percent of the time, um I could almost say hundred percent of the time, whatever you're complaining about, that's exactly what we complain about. They don't give a fuck because they're going to do it anyway. Really? So, yep. I mean, so it's a matter of like, they thank you for the feedback. So at least they know what people are going to complain about, but they're really not going to change anything. So like, yep. like it's not the type of thing where it's like, oh, on this thing that came out since you knew about, well, how come you didn't tell them X, Y? Like, no, we told them X, Y, and Z and they did it anyway. Like, I, I mean, get it. Surprise me. It's a huge corporation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the flat, but the flash drafts were, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming they're exploring. I mean, I see some people that play it at, some guy gets injured right before halftime and he still end up like 22% yeah. owned on it's it's super easy. I've I've made a lot of money on flash draft. It's just not always worth it, not how I want to be spending my time. I'm already sweating so many other things, but I think that's actually a good way to make money to build up a bankroll is by playing the flash drafts just because it is it's soft competition. People don't understand the the different correlations mm. um relative, you know, it's different co- correlating flash draft versus other things because for example you'll have you have to make multiple choice selections and sometimes they'll give you a player uh, a set of three players and you choose one player over two others in your first set and then they give you a new set and a player that you didn't choose in the first one is still available in the next one and people will then choose him for the second one and a lot of times it just makes no sense the decisions that people are making you got to kind of correlate within the decisions you've already made and people don't seem to understand those basic things I think there's enough, there's enough, if you're a small bankroll player, if you're a small stakes player, there's no reason that you shouldn't have a 15 plus percent ROI with proper gaunt contest game selection. Like I I see, I, I see no reason if you're, if you're someone that plays $300 or less per slate and in total, which means you could. You play on Yahoo. You can play on SuperDraft. You can play on Fanduel. Any, there's no reason whatsoever why you couldn't have a cons- consistent, maybe even higher, maybe a 25 percent. Of yeah. course, what this means is you're not going to be playing contests that you could win fifty thousand dollars in. You're not going to be right. playing. But if you have three hundred dollars to spend and you have multiple sites to choose from, you could pick head to heads. You could. Find the snake drafts. You could find, I mean, tiers contest. We have the, the, obviously because of the UIGEA, they have to post the guarantees beforehand. There's mm-hmm. no reason that you can't pick off overlay in contests. You know, double up that's a minute to go and it's nine out of 20, 23. Yep. And it only fills 16 out of 23. Like there's, there's no reason whatsoever. FanDuel, you could collect, you could go on ticket hunting. On FanDuel, they give away, yep. they overlay in all of their satellites. You did that whole show with uh, Kyle Dvorak. Seemed like he was right. doing that for a while and was pretty successful with it. Now you're going to have to spend time to understand yeah. that time is involved. So like you're going to have to yep. actively 
go like, okay, let me go in right now. Let me see what's available. So let me take a With look. With the at exception the- of Yahoo, where it's guaranteed overlay. Just right. Going back to that, I mean, it's like I, I, I just, I feel like that is we we undersell that sometimes. I don't hear people talking about the guaranteed overlay on Yahoo. But it's still a large field contest, Neil. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. That's even true. even if you guaranteed. don't want the swings, I'm talking about. Can yeah. I take three hundred dollars and turn it into five hundred and fifty bucks? Sure. Okay. A, and do that enough. Or obviously you're divvying it out. Maybe you do play a hundred, a hundred man, a, a $1 hundred man that pays out, you know, 40 bucks to first place type of contest. Like, but it only fills up like to 78 entries. Right. 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 Like okay. you're like, there's so many ways like tears. Con- I, I mean, sometimes I play tears or I go into, I go look and so, every so often I'll go into tears on, 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 on Saturday night and I'll see some, $50 head to head, no, no badge, no nothing. Okay. Give it to me. They, yep. and like tears is the easiest thing. I'm just going to sort by the fucking raw points in each tier in my, yep. uh, in my projections and just go across the board. GPPs, you would need some correlation involved if you wanted to, uh, but yep. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that there's so many, those types of contests. There's so many little things. I mean, obviously we have stuff like, you know, like the prop based contests, but I'm thinking more of peer versus peer. That with yeah. a small bankroll, there's no reason if you put in some amount of work, some, yep. some so amount. I, I have of, a friend who, yep. he's a very smart guy. This is the first year that he has tried to do DFS at all. And he was sending me you know, messages, screenshots uh, at the beginning of the NBA season. He was doing the some NBA double ups and stuff regularly. And he was playing in contests where it was like, he's guaranteed to win. Like it was just like, it was filling to that level. And he was like, don't you tell anybody about this? Don't tell anybody I need, I'm going to keep playing it. And he made like a thousand bucks and then he stopped doing it because it was too much work. <laughs> so, so that is, because you have to find the contest. Because he had to grind. Yeah. Cause he was right. constantly grinding to find those contests, but it was like, he was finding where it was either guaranteed or close to be guaranteed on Yahoo to, that just the cash games if we're not filling Yahoo NBA. So right. I don't I, know if I, that has changed since the beginning. My guess is that they have uh, changed the number of contests and the size of the contest so that they fill or come closer to filling now. Um, but for a while, I, I had a friend who was doing that, and it was just too much work. He ended up being, I'm too busy to be grinding at this. But Right, well, but, but, but that's the main point. I mean, like in MMA this past Saturday, like I found, like at they run the soccer qualifiers, like a satellite to the $150 king of the pitch, whatever, and it's like four minutes to go, and it's like three of eleven. So I'm like, okay, well, because no yep. one's playing soccer that's playing. So it's like it filled with five people. It's like, but it's giving out one hundred and fifty dollar ticket. So let me throw it in. But yep. the the difference is like what your friend is saying is that like we don't do it as much. Definitely not you, because you're playing primarily large field GPPs and focusing on yep. that. Is that the time invest like you can't do that at the higher stakes. Like there's no, like I'm going to pick off some <laughs> $200 contest that, that doesn't fill like it doesn't really yeah. happen in right. the higher stakes. Or what ends up happening is that you see a contest. That's like, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred dollar double up with 58 seconds to go. It's three out of 11. So you're like, okay, but, but before you blink, it's seven out of 11. Yeah. And right, right. before lock, it fills with 11. Cause Yep. The same people are looking at the same exact thing. Exactly. Maybe sometimes it fills with 10 and then you just play a rake free type of contest. But yep. at the lower at the lower stakes, if if you only have three hundred dollars to spend, you should you should be able to be picky. I see yep. I talk to so many people that are playing at that level, trying to play seriously, 
and and they talk about like uh I was able they they're playing the multi-entry double ups. I say, dude, I don't even play the multi-entry double ups. They're the worst fucking contests to play. Because the sharpest people really are quickly. throwing in 150 yeah. lineups into the double up. So it's like yep. or or when people ask, uh, I'm playing fifty dollars. Should I play two twenty-five dollar double ups or should I play ten five dollar double ups? I said you should play playing fifty one dollar head to heads. Right? Yep. Or you should, like what do you like? Can you still play the dollar contest? Yes. It's like, no, you should if you're only playing fifty dollars and you're playing cash, what you should be doing is posting probably Five head-to-heads, a couple, maybe, technically, you should be posting one head-to-head at each level at one, two, and three dollars. Not five, because once you get, now you get the restricted players that can play. One, two, and this is what you should be doing. Whether or not you want to do all the work, but if you right. if you want to have the biggest edge, this is what you should be doing. Posting only one at each level, so you can see who takes it, right? More people don't realize that bad players are more likely to take head-to-heads than post. So that's why huh. you go to the head-to-head lobby and go, oh, all I see are sharper players. It's like, yeah, because bad players typically don't post. They take someone's. And if a bad player posts, typically they get eaten up easily. Someone will spot it and take it. If I don't yeah. if I don't recognize your name in the lobby, I'm I'm snapping it. I'm just yeah. whatever. Uh, and you do that. So you have a $1 head-to-head, a $2 head-to-head, and a $3 head-to-head. And you're just waiting for it to be taken. Once it's taken by someone, then you post another one back. See, because you don't so, want to give up, you're only playing $50 worth, so you don't want to, like, then yeah. you leave that alone. Let's say you're, you're putting that up, like, the day before an NBA slate or something. Then what you should be looking at later in the day in NBA is look go through the three-man lobby and click on the $1 three-mans and click on the entrance button to see, is there someone you don't recognize in there? Even if you, there's one good player in there that, oh, I know that guy, but I don't know this person. There you go. Snap that yeah. up. Right, and then go through and then wait before lock, 10 minutes before lock, and see what contests are being filled late and go, here's a, here. maybe it's a $5 triple up that's only like nine of 31 and it's two minutes before lock. And it's like, there's no way that this is going to fit. Look, there you go. There, you're only playing $50. You, you, you could find $50 worth of that type of stuff where, yeah. where that... In, in the best case scenario, if you're able to find on, on a slate like that, when your green when that when that slate locks, your green number could be higher than your entries. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's I mean that's the best. Right. That's the best. Yeah. So like the fifteen, the ten to fifteen percent rake is covered, and then. Yep. So now, and they I mean like there's no reason at that level that you can't do that now now in in a raw sum of money. It doesn't mean much to go from 10%, from 15% ROI to 20% ROI. But you're only playing with $50. So, like, what's a 20% ROI of 50 bucks? $10. Right. 10 bucks. Right. So it's like, oh, I did all of that for $10. It's like, it's called, it, it, it's compound interest. Right. You're going to be doing that every day. So now you can't just automatically get to, I have a $50,000 bankroll. Right. You have to, that's what grinding it is. And at the, yeah. when, 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 when I'm playing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be playing $4,000 of volume in cash on NBA slates. Finding the $1 three man doesn't represent enough of my volume for the time for me to, I'm going to spend a total today of 40 minutes going through three mans 
at the five, obviously I can't play the one and two, $3 level at the $5 level to find every so often. And it doesn't happen that often for the one schmuck that's in there, but I need to, I'm trying to fill $4,000 worth of volume. So it's like, I, I, a lot of times I almost feel like I'm, I'm filling volume for the sake of filling volume. It's like, I'm just entering all these contests, even though now there's really no, nothing's overlaying, nothing's going like, like just, just to fill up my allotment. Like that's, that's the, you shouldn't be thinking that term, but in order for me to get the raw money for it to be worth it for me to play at, for cash games, at least it has to be at that level. But in order to get up to that level, you know what I started with? Playing fifty dollars a slate and finding the fucking yeah, yeah. contest, like, like it, you can't get to that point. Uh, like Neil, I t- I tell people uh, that I'm not special. That I I don't. There's nothing that I know that other people don't know. There's nothing I there's nothing I made up. I didn't invent anything. A part of my process. Yep. I don't make projections. I don't do. There's nothing I'm I'm that there's no, that does nothing that makes me special in DFS. Other and, and then I'm talking to someone. And I'm like. The only difference is I'm five years ahead of you. Yep, exactly. Like that, that's the like like yo. I've been playing DFS for a year, and I, I'm I'm now I want to take it seriously. I have a thousand dollar bankroll, or fuck. Like it's like it's like you could know you you could learn as much as I know. I could in in a month. Yeah. It'll take you a while to implement that consistently. You'll get better and better at the concepts yeah. and over time. But the difference between my bankroll and your bankroll is just the di- time difference of five years. But yep. understand that because of compounding, and if you're playing large field GPPs, you're gonna go lose, 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 lose big bink type of yep. thing. It's like all, all, all you, you're someone that's playing today. This that, does assume that you are a positive ROI player too. Well, of course, but I'm just saying as yeah. far as like the knowledge and learning, if you if you're gonna right, play with yeah. in a plus EV manner, and yeah. you're like, well, I only have a thousand dollar bankroll, and I don't want to play yeah. fifty dollars a slate. If you like, retain the information that is given to you, yes, yeah. Right. 100%, it's just, yeah. But the point is that you have to, it, that's, I show people my chart and I go, look at the beginning, look at look at the beginning of the first year of me playing DFS. It's me playing $50 a slate. I mean, like, like yep. there's no reason why you couldn't be at the point that I'm at or that you're at. Obviously, winning the Billy Maker is, you know, that's a that's a big boost. It's an outlier. Yeah. Right, that's an outlier. But there's there's no reason. you You have to start from somewhere. And... You're probably not going to be that good in the beginning, even if you understand the concepts. You have to impl- implement them, but you should right. be the game selection, the contest stuff, should be the that's the easiest thing for you yeah. to do. And to me, I I, I, I mean, I'm it's uh, work ethic is a very big pet peeve of mine. Uh, and I, this is this is where this is where me being an asshole. I want to hear this, yeah, right, uh, like. I, I try to exaggerate it just to, to highlight the point. I know, I, like I, anything I, else. Uh, I've I've told people like my pet peeves in this industry in general, or just in life in general, is that uh, I quote this I quote this all the time. Uh, I said you're playing when someone asks me something about DFS that they could like Google or watch <laughs> a video of or something like that. I go, you're playing in the same contest of people that have advanced degrees in applied mathematics, engineering, computer programming, and finance. So they're in your contests. I said, do you think that you'll ever learn how to beat them if you can't find this if this this tutorial video on the Roto-Grinder site? Like, right. like you should yeah. be, if you don't, I don't know where it is. Well, then look for it. 
Like then, like yep. take take the sixty seconds. It is in their defense, around is it look. easier for them to ask you than to spend two minutes? Yeah, but so to me, my attitude is: if you're the type of person that finds it easier to ask someone else instead of looking yeah. up for yourself, you're never going to be good at. Th- you're just yeah. like that mindset is: you're never going to be right. N- right. Sometimes I, I tell people when they they ask some type of question about some process, I said I've shown I've I've answered this and I've shown this on the screen of what I do about forty times on a DFS pregame show. It's like I yeah. And they go, do you watch the show? It's like, I watch every so often. I said, you know what you should do? You should watch all of them. And, go, and they go, well, which, which episode did you do it on? I said, no, yeah. no, you didn't hear me. You should watch all of them. And th- I, there was one person that, that even like LOL'd when I said that. I said, you should have said, so you really expect me to watch like three or 400 hours worth of your video? And I said, yes. <laughs> said, what do you, you, then if you're not willing to do that, then how are you? There, there are people that in DFS that are willing to do anything it is to yeah. make money. I mean, you're in, yeah. this is a cutthroat space, right? This is a competitive game. It is. And I tell, and I tell, and I tell people like, well, how did you learn when you started? I bet you didn't. I like, no, I like, dude, I've, <laughs> but you were watching them like every day. It's, it's a little bit different to watch these videos every day, as opposed to uh, saying, go watch 300 videos. <laughs> no, but that's, no, 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 Neil, no, no, that's what I did. I watched Motor Grinders videos from 2012, 2013. I was watching, I watched some NFL slate videos from like 2014 with Bales. I know Jeff Collins was on back then. Mm -hmm. CSU was back on back then because I essentially wanted to see any show that Bales was on. I wanted to watch. I've never seen a Bales show. That's interesting. I didn't even know that Bales had done content. Yeah. yeah, I know that he had done written content. I didn't know that he had done video content that's no he was on occasionally then they had see it peter jennings right yeah. this is the old this is like old but you went you went back in time to to watch videos that were no longer uh no longer like slate went, relevant went, yeah right right but you just wanted to hear the concepts of what the con- right exactly right and yeah. then they even had a game theory series in like 2014 or something okay they had a game theory they like rotogrinders was just putting out videos of different and it's like i just want to hear strategies just anything strategy yeah. related and they would talk about a basketball slate that I don't know anyone in the NBA anymore. And I'm just trying right. to pick up of like, what, what are the things that I should be looking, what are the concepts? Cause I'm trying to relate poker into DFS. So I'm like, yep. I want to hear like the David Sklansky ish type of theory of poker stuff. And there wasn't, there really wasn't much of it, but the people that wrote about it were like, like, like Bales and Raybon and JM to win and mm-hmm. and there were bits and pieces places, and it's like, well, how do, how else should I learn other than watch and listen to everything? Like I read all of Bale's book. I read all of Bale's books in two days. Wow, all of them. I ordered them all on Amazon. How many how I, many books has Bale's written? Six, I think. I think wow, it's six. You must They're be a little bit repetitive. Okay, don't yeah, get me I'm wrong. Sure. But I mean, I read it in two. I mean, I, I read them in two days. Okay, wow. and, and 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 I read them again a month later. All six of them again a month later. Wow! So if you, put you want, in your time. how well she could that's when I tell people about the theory of daily fantasy sports when they're like, so someone asked me uh, like two days ago. I said, is the best thing to do like should I listen to this all at once or should I listen to a, one chapter a day? I said, consume it any way that you want to consume right. it. But it's meant it's meant I structured it and planned it and framed it in a way where you would listen to it. 
play for a month or two, and then re-listen to the whole thing again. And then play right. for a month or two, then re-listen to the whole thing again. That, that's how I learned how to play poker, right? I did yes. the same thing in poker. I mean, I read and reread books and just go and play, re reread. And it's like, well, you just read that book. It's like, yeah, but you could still pick up because you've experienced it now. So now it's like, oh, I've gotten yeah. into this situation. Right. So much more. Right. Once you've applied it, it's much easier to actually learn the concepts. Right. Yep. And then you go back and then then you start going and poker, you start getting to a little bit too extremes. Right. When you're talking about bluffing ranges and next thing you know, you're bluffing a little too much. Right. Right. And then because yep. when you start a lot of times, like when I started poker, I was way too tight because it's like Pike gets the money. Just like whatever. And I was just like the fucking completing. I'm folding nine out of 10 hands. I'm folding yeah. hands that, that would still be profitable at a game of that type based on the skill level of the players. But it's just like, nope, got to fold ace jack to any raise whatsoever. No matter if it's small blind or big blind, because, you know, the chart says so or something like that. It's like, yeah. And then, then you go to the other extent of like, now I'm like, if I'm in late position and I'm opening, like I'm raising yeah. nine, six, who gives a shit? Right. Doesn't matter. Right. Cause I got position. And then you start learning by reading again and like seeing and doing, seeing and doing. So like, that's how I approach, like, like I, I look at the shows that I do in the morning and go, I do them in a, I want to do them in a way where you could go back two years and watch a show from, from two years ago and pick up the same amount of information that you could watch in today's show. Okay, but here's my question. Is there any reason, benefit to going back two years? Don't you think that there's enough content that you've done recently or that come that you're doing every, I mean, you put out how many hours a day? Um, can't they just listen to your relevant, like timely content to learn these concepts more sure. easily than going back three years? Wouldn't that be you well, know, that, easier the main to learn? Reason of, the it, main reason of the course is that, you know, all the stuff I've been talking about for a yeah, year? Yeah. So the, that's the course, what the, I, that's I don't the mean the course. Point. I mean like your, your Roto Grinders morning review kind right. of videos, those kind of things that are no longer timely. Wouldn't it be easier for a new player to just listen to those same videos that you're still doing that are timely? Uh, what's the benefit of going back in time as opposed to just Well, you can't cover the, everything. There's not certain yeah. concepts and certain things will uh, apply more. But they'll, given... they'll keep repeating, right? So if you, a concept that you talked about two years ago, I'm sure you're going to repeat it sometime oh, yeah, in absolutely. Next month. So. So yes, if you continue to watch, if you started today and you watched every day for the next six months, you're probably yeah, going to pick up anything that you would have gotten in the pe- right. Yep. But if you, you want to fast track it. that, then watch 14 hours sure. of me today. I mean, like I'm just saying, there's enough Blender out there that people can just watch your current stuff I, and fill up their days. The, Neil, the point that I'm making is there's so much of there's so much oh, yeah, of me yeah. out oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't understand I why people are like. Uh, here's, here's a question that I've answered 84 times. It's like, there's so much stuff out there that I don't see what, what what could you possibly ask that I've not, I've not covered at least 400 times in a video before. And, but that, it, that's, that's, I don't know if I'm fucked up that way. It's just like, it seemed, I'm the type of person that's like, if I, if I found me now, I would buy the course and start watching like every video. Like I want to see everything that this guy has ever said or i have videos on my youtube channel from three when i did periscopes before i was even on roto grinders talking about the what 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 a distribution curve is yeah. right from three well, years ago like watch i leave them up on my youtube channel it's like yeah and but then i still get questions of like yeah uh i've been watching your shows or whatever like that can you explain x y and z it's like why i have so many so much content yeah ba- someone so asking ba- someone asking bales have, how do you win it so at, at fantasy football it's like 
I have books. That's the reason yeah. I want them. Just read the goddamn yeah. book. So I don't have a lot of content. I do one show a week for one hour on the main slate. And I still get questions two hours after it's posted. Who do you like this week? <laughs> so, so I get it. I would be very frustrated in your shoes. I think it's a lot to ask that people consume all of your content when you're doing the amount of content that you do. I can understand why people might want to fast track rather than finding what you said 35 minutes into this two hour long show. I kind of get it. I'm not somebody who asks other people questions generally. I try to find things on my own. It's just a personality trait, I guess, that I have. But I kind of get it when people, you know, you do 40 hours of content a week that they don't want to go find that pearl on the specific thing that they're trying to find. But, uh, but they yeah, still but, ask but, but it's me, the same what I do one hour you're complaining week, so. about. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, it's the, you just did a show. You just, I mean, even with articles and reading is so much easier. I mean, I, Andy yeah, yeah. at Roto Grinders for a long day, he's changed the format of his article now, but he has a core plays article on Roto Grinders for premium members. He tags online at HQ. It says with his face, core plays, orange tag. Yeah. And in, in our discord, I mean, I don't know this season, but I'm just saying in past seasons, People, someone will, it'll be 5 30 or whatever, and someone will tag him and said, said, uh, who you bet, who, who are the best plays today? It's like he wrote a guy, he, you're yeah. a premium, it's not like you yeah, can't yeah. see it, it's called core plays, it's tagged in line of HQ. You could, like, I, I agree with your rant. So, so right, in general, but, I'm, I'm saying, I agree with you that people are too lazy and they ask these questions where it's like, I have answered this in a very easily, I'm just saying. For you in particular, you do, you put out so much content that I kind of get it. If if there are specific questions that will take somebody half an hour to find the answer, as opposed to just asking it, hoping that you'll answer in thirty seconds, I kind of get it. Even though I'm not somebody who has ever been one to ask people questions that I can find on my own, I'm very much a, I'll Google what I what I'm trying to find. But but that's the but that's the that's the. That's the yeah, yeah. but I get but, that, it. but okay. that's the I get it. I get it's it. the mentality. It's you like, need the mentality of I'm going to put in the work. You're, you're saying right, right. That if yeah. you show me the mentality that you're going to put in the work, that's a different like pe people. And I mean, I don't. This is not a, supposed to be a bitch fest. I'm 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 trying to relate a mindset that a winning yeah, yeah. player would have is that right. if so, we'll have in 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 chat or whatever or DMs or someone will t like in the situation with like the Henderson Michelle thing like from two weeks ago. And they and go, uh, 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 is, uh, is, is someone will ask, is, is Daryl, is Daryl Henderson, is, is that like, is Daryl Henderson active or inactive right before the, it's like a half an hour before game time. It's like in my head, I've stopped responding to these people because all it is, is going to cause problems. Cause I'm going to, I'm they're going to say, they're going to think I'm an asshole or they're going to say, I'm going to talk to fucking Cal or someone like that. Because my responses used to be much, much more snippy. Uh, in my head, I'm like, like, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar uh, corporate worldwide corporation with uh, with a significant amount of press that covers it. That our Discord is not going to be the first place where that information would be. That there's probably probably eighty other places. That you could find this in about three seconds, yeah. like that. All you have to do is look, right? I mean, like, and and the number one thing, and that I, that I I'll, now I try to push across is that I will send them a link, and the link will be a Twitter search of whatever they're looking for, right? So <laughs> I'm just going to Daryl Henderson. Have you seen that? 
Right. It's like the let me Google that for you of. Yeah. Right. Of, of because are you familiar with let me Google that? Yeah. For you? Right. But I'm I saying, but, called. but that's at least something I understand why a new story like that wouldn't be Googleable because maybe there's not a story written that, you know, but a lot of times there's a Rams and actives report. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I will, I'll say, uh, so I guess sort of off topic, sort of, uh, Twitter has become messed up for me. So up until like three weeks ago, that was super easy to do the like latest and, and find, you know, you see the top results for, if I search Rams inactives, I could sort of see it either in top results or latest results, I could find it. I feel like Twitter changed their algorithm a few weeks ago. Have, have you had this issue where it's just like suddenly it's not as easy to find? I think they may have changed it back now because I've had an easier time, but there were a couple of weeks where I was like, man, I'm trying to find on Twitter, this used to be my, where I would find the inactives for a certain team. And I could not find it for the life of me searching for several minutes. And it was very frustrating. Right. But I mean, I do uh, that for showdown kind of slates. Like, yeah, 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 slates, I, I don't wait for someone to, in the beat reporters or anything like and search through whatever. It's just all I do is Rams and act like me Vikings yeah. and actives, right? That's Bears and actives. That's what just, I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was doing, but it was, for me, it was because I was doing a show. So it was like, I want to find it as quickly as possible so mm -hmm. I can change what I'm going to say and change my lineups and stuff. Um, and I would just not be able to find it on Twitter for a couple weeks. It was just a huge issue for me. Um, and I'm sure that there's an NFL inactives page. I've tried to find, you know, different sources. Usually the team itself will post, so you can just go right. search New England Patriots, find their Twitter account, but some teams don't do that. So I don't know. I, I had issues for a couple weeks there, but, uh, and if it's this for a specific person, dude, there's 700 people that report. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like if it's a matter of like, like, Oh, it's someone, it's someone so out of the game. Like it's Chris Godwin out for the game. Just right. fucking just search on search Twitter, button. right? I yep. mean, what like I like that's the to me that's the mentality. Like what I mean by work ethic, like right. the work ethic mentality is that. But the weird, but it's just as much effort to ask you as it is to search it in Twitter for some of these things, right? And then so wait, is it, is and then no, maybe I don't respond to... for three minutes, right? And yeah, yeah, right. And a lot of yeah, times, you know, you know, the secret, Neil. A lot of times, the question that they ask, I don't know, and I have to search, and then I have right. to tell, like. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's, and a lot of times it's, it's news that hasn't even happened yet. We see right. an NBA, like someone's questionable. It's like, is so-and-so playing? It's like, dude, like we literally have an alert service. Yeah. Like we, like you'll find, like you'll find out when I find, I mean, you'll find out when anyone just, yeah. <laughs> what, like, but it's those, what frustrates me is that, that I think you're, you're the same type of, like, I don't, I can't see, I can't understand how someone could be successful in a very competitive zero-sum type of game mm -hmm. without having the mentality of, like, your first thing is to solve it yourself. Right. Yeah, like, no, I like, agree with you. Like, you have to be able to f find the information. Yeah. For, like, how, how you not... If you're not even able to do that, I don't see how you have the cognitive ability to... To build lineups, yeah. like I, I it, yep. it, it it sounds harsh, but it's like, I I look at some people. I I mean, I don't look at them, but I like, I'm not sure how this person ties their shoes in the morning. Yeah, I was listening to uh, JM to win was do, did an interview yesterday a couple days ago, and he said that he has alerts set up for all 32 NFL teams for their beat writers. Uh, I forget which which, uh, which source he said that he has alerts for all of that bond, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of what you need to do is have, I don't have them set up for all 32 NFL teams. I'll probably do that this summer. Uh, I think it's a really good idea for like best ball, but like, yeah, I, 
you really need you really need to put in the work to figure out how to learn things on your own rather than asking somebody else who then is going to have to either they know it or they're going to have to look it up for you. Um, yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. Right. And, and it's not like it's not like it's work to me. It's not like most of it is irrelevant. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, like that, mo- that I mean, it's not true. like you're doing any. I mean, I have I have a list on TweetDeck called football. Yeah. And I just have like beat writers and like Jay Glazer and Schefter and I and the, the important people I have in my main feed also like like so if I'm out and about I will see Adam Schefter whatever he tweets will be in my main because I'm not going to go to different lists on my phone or anything yeah. like that but I also have wrote I have I have underdog alerts for NBA I got yeah. Roto Grinders alerts you have to right? I mean just it, it, any news that's relevant is going to come to me. Yeah. But if there's anything that I want to find, I could just Google or Twitter search it no matter what. I'd, like I'm talking, but I'm not even talking about sports stuff. Like, like I, I, I don't know. Is, is, is it just, I, too many people do this that I feel like I'm the weird one, but I feel like it, how does it not, how is it not, not weird? Like someone, yeah. someone asked me, uh, I think last week or something, my MMA sheet. How do I get how do I get the the probabilities? Like for okay. the MMA fighters, I go the sports yeah. books. Yeah. I said, so where would I find them? I said, go to any sports book. Yeah. I mean, like, like I and I said personally, I, I prefer the offshore lines because they tend to elicit sharper action and have mm-hmm. less VIG. And there's a way to obviously take the VIG out of the line. I don't think there's any value in that since it's all about equality. I'm not looking to be that precise on I'm not I'm not betting yeah. on anything. I'm like, I'm just using it for, for DFS purposes. And then, yeah. and then they'll ask like, how do you, how do you convert the, like so, another person, how do you convert the, the, the odds to a, to a probability? Like, right. Plus Plus one fifty. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you know that that's 40%? I go math. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, and, and he goes, well, what's the formula for that? I, I said, you know, you know, you know the question you just asked me. Literally, cut and paste and put it into Google. Yeah, right. There, there's, there's literally implied probability calculate. Like you go to a site and just type in plus one fifty, and it'll show you forty yeah. percent. Like, and you could just type in plus three hundred, it'll show. I mean, like all you have to do is just take what you what you DM to me and just put it into Google. If you yeah. did that before you DM me, I would have never gotten this notification that you had a question for me. So now, now I have a different question. So I see I, uh, you, you've started doing coaching recently, private coaching mm-hmm. lessons, right? Well, I mean, group coaching inside yeah. of Roto Grinders. Does your answer change if you get the question within one of your coaching sessions? You can Google this. Do, do you give that same answer or are you? No, uh, I, would give the, I would give the same fucking answer. You give answer. the same answer? <laughs> but most of the, the questions that the discussions are being asked are, are not of that. Are not, it's not those players. Yeah, yeah. It's right, it's people not those that are players. willing to put in the work. Right. Yeah. I'm, deal, I'm dealing with people that, that – that they're they're already ninety percent of the way there. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're they're already they're, they're right. I'm not getting. I'm getting. They may yeah, ask. I figured. It may be the type of thing where they're asking something more advanced from that. It okay. may it may it may be the type of thing is like I'm trying to convert all this stuff in Excel, and I'm having a pro I'm having a problem with the like it's some technical question. Like if it's, if yeah, it's yeah. something like it, it's an Excel thing. Like it's right. That at least that's maybe understands and and it's the type of thing where. Like I looked it up and it did, and this thing didn't work. Am I doing something wrong? Like once right. to me, once, once you've, once you've uh, established that, like, like, dude, I've put, I've put, I've I'm put, trying to do this on my right, own. Right. Yeah, I yeah. put eight hours into this and I, I've, I've, I, it's not yeah. coming out right. 
Like I'm, I, I've, I've much more, more respect for like hand holding. Like I, I'm, I'm. If you see me in the Discord and the Grand Discord, sometimes I, I could spend four hours talking to one person, teaching them basic concepts of stuff. When it, when they, when it, I feel like they want to learn, right? When they're in the mindset of learning, and they right. just, it's not something that, that you could look, look like it's a concept. It's not even something that I could point them to, because a lot of right. times, like, that some of the, some of the like expected value concepts. There's no, there's no good because vi- all the videos are either too math based or too mm-hmm. focused around one a-, a finance of like a stock price type of thing. It's like I know that for someone that doesn't understand this concept, using using a no- completely different field is not going to help them. Right. So it's like the closest thing is wagering on sports. So like sometimes I send EV concepts of like if this bet is a 54% probability, but you compute it as a 60% probability. What's your expected value of this of $1 on a bet type of thing? But sometimes I spend four, I, I could spend four hours going through just the general concept of you want to get paid more than the odds of it happening. Like just a very, it's like, it's just, it's just so no, no formula. You don't have to do any math. Just go, you have a 10 sided die. If I, how much should you get paid on a $1 bet? You should get paid 10 bucks, right? So if I pay anything more than 10 bucks, you should make guesses on the die, right? Yeah. If I pay you anything yeah. less than $10, then you shouldn't be taking those bets. I mean, like very simple stuff that you may need to be walked through. Right. That may, there may not be a, a that great of a walkthroughs that I could find, but like the simple, simple, if, I mean, I mean, the simple stuff of like so, someone would, Follow, I, I I get these DMs. I'm not. This turns into a bitch session. It turns into. <laughs> it was supposed to be a hasty intervention and turned into. Yeah, yeah. To, to whatever. What here? But I, I'm saying all this to so people aren't that person, right? Yeah. That that are in my DMs that that have followed me for a while or whatever. And they said, "So I followed for a while. Uh, uh, what 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 would what uh, what what would your uh advice be on?" Uh, for Sunday slate type of thing. It's like, well, if you followed me for then you know, if you're asking you know, that question, you have not followed me for a while. Right. Yeah, right. Like the, just the question in and of itself shows that you, how, how much content of mine have you possibly. Right. Right. Or, or, or they just or, follow you on Twitter. That's all they mean. Right. Or they'll follow me and, 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 and go, uh, can, uh, someone, someone, someone will DM me like, uh, can, can, uh, I've, I've been playing DFS for a year and not doing well. Uh, I, I, can you, can you, can you teach me some, some of the basics type of thing? It said, well, I have a course that teaches yeah. the basics. I send when people ask me that I send them to your course. Okay. Okay. They, <laughs> but, but the, the thing that I don't understand is that they follow me. Right. So you should know. Right. You so you should not like I, that, that's, well, I, I, I look at free. that and go, how are you ever going to be good at DFS? That, yeah. When, They're trying when to get the, the first thing you do look on my profile and click on the link. I mean, like, right. I literally say theory of DFS master. Cl- I mean, I li- it's, it, it's purposely there for that reason. Yeah. So if you can't look at my profile and click on the link to at least explore that there's something like you quit DFS. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, right. <laughs> it's not worth so it. So it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not great. This is not me being just like, 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 to me, to no. me, it's 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 the revert. It's the other version of the Dunning Kruger effect, right? Right. It's to, I mean, it's right. the of, of 
The Dunning-Kruger effect is technically two either way. Most people use it from dumb people don't realize how dumb they are. Right. But it's also smart people don't realize that other people aren't smart. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you look at them and you go, how, like, how do you function in life? Yeah, if, right. you, if you couldn't even do these these simple things, yeah. And to me, that to me that's so you don't understand the, how these people are so dumb. But you you've got you. It seems to me that you do understand how dumb people are, based no, I on under, conversations I, that we have. I don't I don't mind if people are dumb, like they can't learn. They're they're not smart enough to, like they're not number oriented. They're like they struggle with thinking probabilistically. I I can mm-hmm. I. I have no problem. We all I struggle take time. with stuff. Yeah, different people struggle with different things. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I I get that completely because I can look at an art a piece of art and not understand why three bars this way and that bar. So that. it's a, you don't understand how there are people who aren't willing to put in the time. Is what right. you're saying? Right. I don't understand how you could be successful yep. in anything. Yep. If you're not like if if you if you weren't even bothered to click on the link in my profile, if you yep. weren't even bothered to to watch the show that like for you. Watch the show that just happened, yeah. that has the information that that you just said. I don't understand how any of my time explaining anything to you is ever going to be, is ever going to turn into anything. Like what? What? It's almost it's, it becomes it becomes an annoying. It becomes it feels like you're disrespecting me, right. not that I'm disrespecting you. It's like, can you teach me everything in one tweet? Like I have a right. course for that. Like oh. Yeah. And and the res- the if the response is I've taken your course and I still don't understand some concepts, I could accept that. I could go, oh, okay. Let let have you watched some of the, my morning show? Yes, I've watched it, and I still don't get this one. I could take all the time in the world for that, but when the response is like, I follow you for a long time and I need I need some help, and I said said have you bought the course? No, I said so buy the course. Okay. Yeah. Said, have you watched the, the DFS pregame show? No. Like, what What do you think I'm doing in all of this? What do you think I'm just right. like, just like, I mean, like, I thought you were just yelling at people. Right. Isn't that your right. thing? Just, yeah. You'll get, you'll get, Neil, maybe you'll get to my, I mean, you, you've already experienced the, like, like being on a, but, but am, am I crazy to think that the type, a person, because I think we're still talking. No, I think you're totally right. We're yeah, talking about a mindset. The same, yes. the same thing with the have a. If you have a thousand dollar bankroll and you're like, oh, I don't want to play fifty dollars a slate and grind out yep. ten to fifteen percent. It's like if you're not willing to do that with a thousand dollar bankroll, how are you ever going to be disciplined enough to play properly when you have a hundred thousand dollar bankroll? Right. Like it's the same concept, just at a higher scale. So if you can't do the people, the people that that. Uh, will say, uh, I don't, should I be playing uh, 150 entries in the quarter arcade? Or should I be playing 50 entries into the $8 or whatever? I said, I said, you should be playing the quarter arcade. It's like, yeah, but the first place in the quarter arcade is like a thousand bucks. I said, you think that it, so, so win the thousand dollars. It said, if you can't even beat the quarter arcade for profit, who says you're going to beat the higher step? Like, it's like, you want to skip over these steps of like, right. Like you don't want to do, you don't want to do the work, but it's, yeah. but isn't that the same in, 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 in any type of situation? If I wanted to like, uh, I want to lose 30 pounds and get a six pack. Like there's, there's no, there's no way for me to do that in a week. Right. Yeah. And I could ask anyone I want of like, can you teach me how to do this? 
Can you teach? Can you and and be like, okay, well, this is this is this should be your nutrition plan. Here's your exercise plan. I'll see you in a year or two. Right. Right. And people are like, no, but I thought I thought you're good at this. You should be able to like t- like right. like teach me now. Right. Imagine the fitness people, like some personal trainer that would see someone like me, and I'm like, I want to get muscles like you, uh, but I I don't I don't want to lift all these weights. Yeah. Like what, what would be the best way? And they look at it and it's like, no, you got to lift the weights and you got to do this every day. And uh, um, you're going to be doing it every day for a month. And at the end of the month, you're not going to notice any difference. Right. Yeah. You're going to look at me and go, why are you even bothering doing this four hours a day? And it's like, but they, they, I look at them, they look at me and they go, said, said, you follow this for four years, you will look like me. Right. You just have to trust the fact that that this is yeah, the process the that, it, that you have to put yep. in the work, and you will get there. It will slowly get get to that point. But obviously, in those types of fields, also there are plenty of people that I mean, that's the whole gym gym business. Sign up for a yeah. gym, and ninety eight percent of people don't show up for it. But the mentality should be to do the, to do the work on your on your own. Yeah, you need to be self-reliant to be good at DFS generally. Right. Yes. As as we're talking about two people that use other people's projections. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But I I also think that for both you and I, if I didn't have access to other people's projections, I would have at some point created my own projections. Of it's course. just I don't do the steps that are done for me. If they're already there for me, I don't I don't need to do those things. So Right. They're already done they're done either as good or better than I could even do them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but you'd be but you'd be right. Like I mean, I would build I would build my own model for all of yep. this if if needed. But why yep. am I spending all that time to do it when I probably can't I most likely can't beat any model that's in the industry currently. Right. So what yep. what's the point? But then but then we have people uh that subscribe to these sites that don't even use them. Right. And then it's just and then I'm just like blowing my mind. I'm just like I'm subscribing to your site, why am I not winning? Yeah. <laughs> like like, dude, all the work is done for you. Like, all you have to do is just put the numbers together. Yeah. In the bet, in the best way you can, compared to the field, right? Who's better, this play or that play? Like, which number is higher? Look at the project. I mean, it, that's the same thing with the over that last year making fun of the. Look at the fucking projections. <laughs> but that's what, what. What else am I supposed to tell you that? Like, right. if you don't even have the mentality of like just looking at the looking at the projections. Yep. How could you possibly ever get good at this? Yeah. Especially like season long. I get season long questions. I'm like, there are so many ranking systems out there. Or you have access to these projections. There's so many ways to answer this question for yourself. Who is the better play? Right. Just look, Although look, I get it. Yeah. Pe- people numbers. think that, yeah. People think that you and I will have better answers to that kind of question maybe than the rankings because we're good at DFS, which is just not true. If you're just making a one-for-one decision in a season-long league, I don't have any – I'm no better at this than you are at choosing the higher projected player. No, no, no. We are better than them because we can actually look at the projections and see which number is higher. Right, I, I guess. That's, that's, that's the point. Yeah. But I, th- but I, think, so, I think so many people fail in DFS for – I think that's I I would I would pose I would posit that that's the number one reason now I the number two reason why people fail at DFS. What wait what are your top two? The number two is that people are not being self reliant. No, they're not. not people people don't have the work ethic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. They even if they understand the concepts. 
Right. They just aren't even willing to have the, the work ethic to to do to do it. They're just gonna like do whatever way they do and like try to find as many shortcuts as possible till they realize that there aren't any shortcuts. Like yeah. once you, you get better once you finally have tried to find the magic button fifteen times and realize, oh, there isn't a magic button. Right. And the number the, the number one is easy. It's the degeneracy. Okay. People that's, I mean, that's the number their money. No, just play it like it's gambling. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the same thing in poker. I mean, there. I've played some. I mean, in, in New York City, I played in private games and in clubs or whatever of people that knew they were that knew the better. Like they knew that they were playing poorly, but they weren't there to play profitably. They were there to play, okay. ent entertain. Like, like right. it's. I know that I should not be calling this bet for a gut shot, but I have a feeling it's coming. Yep. Like. To me, that's the number one reason why people fail at DFS is because they, they've they never gotten past the point that it's a gambling game. They're just right. like, it, this is completely a gambling game. It, and you'll see on Reddit, like, it's all luck, no skill. Oh, yeah. So right? many comments. Anytime somebody posts a winning screenshot. Although I actually think that, that that's maybe gone down. I feel like it used to be anytime anybody posted a winning screenshot, you get three comments. Oh, it's all luck. It's, I don't know, just really negative comments. I feel like I've actually seen less of that recently, but right. Maybe well, it may just... be it may be a lot of luck on one slate, but it's not a it's not yeah, luck to be profitable totally for six years, right? I mean, like yeah, exactly. Just like in poker, yeah, yeah you could get lucky on one hand, but good luck right. doing that three million hands and be profitable that yep, way, exactly. right? But yep. that to me, that's number one is the degenerate gambling factor, and number two yep. is just like there are people that could be just as good as everyone else. That's a good player. Yep. If all they had to do was just put in the minimal amount of work just the minimal yep. and it's start and it's start it's 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 the what the what in new york city we are it's called uh what the broken window policy it's a okay. have you ever Not heard familiar. it i i, I don't want to make sure i think that's a better way of putting uh, the broken window theory never heard of it yeah uh, okay it's called the broken windows theory uh, the Broken Windows Theory is a criminological theory that states that visible signs of crime, antisocial behavior, and civil disorder create an urban environment that encourages further crime and disorder, including serious crimes. Uh, <laughs> Giuliani in New York City uh, ascribed to the, the Broken Windows Theory of, like, that's why like, he cleaned up Times Square. That's why, like, okay. graffiti on the subway, like, it was a very big deal for the the, like, like if there was an abandoned house and a like clean that up, knock it down, like don't show visible signs of like disarray because that huh. just encouraged more. If, if the neighborhood wasn't being treated, looked like it wasn't being treated properly, no one else would value it either. So it's like, yeah, sure. when you see a graffiti filled so, uh, tags on the, so it's like, okay, this is, you know, no one values it. Right. So it's like fucking, you know, it, it would create more crime. Whether or not that's true is different is, you know, up to debate. So, so how are you tying this into uh, DFS degeneracy? What are people seeing that's making them more No, I'm talking, I'm talking about the, the work, the broken windows theory when it comes to work ethic. Okay. So, uh, if, here, here, there, there, there are some, there are some productivity people, like gurus or whatever like that. I don't, yep. that's what I said. I don't, I don't necessarily ascribe to this, but it's, it's related that believe that if you work at home, you should still get up and have oh, your yeah. normal routine 
as if you're going into the office and dress, you know, with right. a, put on a suit and a tie and yep. sit at your desk and do your job from nine to five and still act. Heard that. Right. Yep. Now that may work for some people may not work with others, but the mentality, like that, that mentality I get. So that's what I mean by, yep. I don't know if it's the broken windows theory of like, if you have a, a pro- part of your process that's broken, that you're doing okay. it in, in a substandard way, even yeah. if it doesn't matter that much, it, once you start saying it's okay for this to be a little off, it's okay for me to uh, to just mass enter five minutes before a slate. If it's okay for me, like <clears throat> all that could do is lead you down a path of 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 bleeding of of leaks, right? right. If if it like just when I when I tell people don't believe it, I look at results DB every day. I may only look at it for a minute sometimes. Sometimes I look yeah. at it for 15 minutes. But I make it a point, even if I have to bring it up on my phone at 10, 11, you know, before I do my show or whatever, or even on weekends, mm-hmm. to re- whatever slate I played. Obviously, I'm probably, I'm not looking at results DB if I didn't play the NBA. Like, I don't know the context right. of anything. Right. But I'll always look at, there's something. Did I play a lot of this guy versus that guy? What, oh, what did Awesome do? What did Neil do? What did this right. guy, just, just in general? Even yep. just for that, maybe there are certain points where I see an ownership discrepancy. I'm like, where did I get that wrong? And I do a deeper dive, but I've yep. made it a point for what? Ever since result six years before results DB, I downloaded CSVs. So, I mean, I was bringing that shit into Excel. So like, to me, that's the broken windows. I feel like if I don't like do that every day to some extent, that that slippery slope of like, well, what yep. else am I going to start getting lazy on? Yep, right. Not doing, true. not doing this, not doing that. But if you start from a, from a, a perspective of this is my routine. This is what will make me a better player. This, I, that's how I learn how to play by studying CSVs. So it's mm-hmm. like, I always want to be in the hat, good, having good habits. Yep. So if you start with good habits, knowing that, like, I don't know why I'm looking at this. You'll know why down the road. Yeah. What, yep. what, why do I have to learn this? Oh, I'm never going to be playing large field GPP. So I don't have to worry. Well, what happens if you like, what are the little time? Oh, I'm going to enter. If, if you're used to, you know, a hand building three lineups and it's like, why do I have to look at projections? It's like, well, how are you ever going to get past where you like, right. Still build the lineup by hand. Fine. Don't use an optimizer. That's perfectly fine. But get into a, pro- learn and get into a habit. When do you, ch- when do you check the, the the uh the injury report like like okay I always made it a mental note to myself in NBA to never build lineups before the five thirty p.m. Eastern injury report yeah because that was the main work. last in yeah there would be one at eight thirty no longer the case right right no longer the case yeah. but it used to be right yeah. and then then I mean look at this year I made it a point to really not build lineups until Sunday morning and I used to yeah. build lineups NFL, Saturday hour afternoon. and a half before yep. Right. It's like not even till maybe not even till inactives, but yeah. like to get in the right habits and the right mental right. like but if you don't put those habits into place in the beginning, you end up I I in on the last group coaching call that I had for Roto Grinders, I they two people that they seem to know what they're doing, they they described chaos. Right? Well, what do you do? It's before inactives, and but now there's chaos, and now I'm running. I'm getting too much of this guy, 
and I'm I'm getting and I don't know how to get less of that guy and I'm now I have I I had to x this guy out and then I'm like and and they 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 basically descri- uh, describe that like until like up until one minute before lock like the entire hour is like a scramble of trying to get what they want to get and my response is it's like well then you should shouldn't play as many lineups and get one lineup right and then right. get three lineups right and then get yeah. five lineups right should be playing 150 lineups. Same same thing that I would say when people ask, you know, someone will ask me a half an hour before a slate how certain things in lineup HQ work. I go, Mike, truthfully, I don't think you should have used lineup HQ today. Yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know what you're doing there. Right. I, I would I would suggest that you you for the next slate, start working on it on Monday and start yeah. learning the features of it. Watch a video. We have tutorials. Yeah, right? for sure. But, uh, half an hour before the slate isn't the time to learn how to yeah. use this tool properly. But it's the same, but it's like I told the two people, like, and th- these are people that have already learned a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's like, you've not, you've not, you've skipped over steps. Like, basically I'm saying, you've skipped over steps. Right. Like, you, you've tried to fast track too much. You think you're ready, but you're yeah. not ready. Like, yeah. getting back to the very beginning... Look how I built my lineups. Yes. Yeah. That's how I used to build mine too. I mean, not exactly like that, but I would write down, write down the players I was interested in. Little, like, these are my player pools, the players I want to play back when I was hand building for sure. It was all, I, I used to find it just that much easier written down. I feel, I felt like I had a better handle on things when I actually wrote things down. These days, I rarely do that just because I know how to use fantasy cruncher right. pretty well so and it's all you know all the information that i look at is mostly there so i don't really do it anymore but yeah that's when i was hand building that's exactly what i did and you were profitable hand building yeah i was right so like that's so so like i could do it this i could do it this way i could do it with i could do 150 lineups i could build three lineups only i i mean i know i don't have the exact numbers on here but i know it's like okay who are the most proje- highest projected players who are the lowest in my pool I keep on going. I keep on going. I'm like, oh, I'm, do I want to play James Robinson in all 20 lineups? Let me make the next lineup without James Robinson. Like, but the way that I got good with lineup HQ and optimizers is by doing this this for two years. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. like, you couldn't. That this allowed me to now step and go. How do I convert this into 20 lineups in lineup HQ? Right. Or whatever Opta Fantasy Cruncher or whatever. And it's like, well. If you didn't, if you skipped over that first step of writing it all down and tracking everything and learning how to build good lineups to begin with, yeah, how are you ever going to just walk into a, an optimizer and just go, I want it, it, it'll, it'll end up being chaos. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it, it takes you to, I mean, I, I, I told another person, I'm not constantly, I ask me stuff, said, you need to spend an entire year just hand building. Just don't even, don't even use any. Like, you don't even understand the concepts of how to even build a plus EV lineup. Your lineups are just, like, I don't... You're trying to manipulate stuff and not even understanding what you're doing. Build one yeah. good lineup. That until, to this day, they've... I don't, I don't believe they've ever they've done it. I say it knowing that the type of person that's asking me this question is never actually going to do that. Right. Because they don't have the work ethic. Right? They want to continue yep. trying to skip steps. And that's why that that broken like it it doesn't a broken window theory is not like exactly not applicable. Exact, but yeah. I, I in my head I view it as like yep. if you have graffiti slope. right if you have graffiti on your 
on your on your stuff. If you have uh, you know if you're 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 working on uh, 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 a setup, like it's like oh I I could do I could do I'll do 150 lineups on my phone. Right. But <laughs> yeah, but, I can do it on my phone though. I can do my process on my phone. Right. So I. But you're at the level where you could imagine you weren't, and you're just like right, right, yeah. After doing it, after using Fantasy Cruncher for a year and a half, I got to the level where I could do it on my phone. Yeah. Right. But getting yourself into the habits of doing it the right way, and by the time by the time you get to the twelfth step, by the time it's five years from now, you'll look back and go, "Well, I could do everything in ten minutes," and like, it, and it doesn't yeah. feel and it doesn't feel rushed usually, yeah. unless some guys three minutes before lock Paul George is out, and then yeah. next thing you know, like, like yeah. everyone feels rushed like that. But yeah. you wouldn't be in that situation if you took all the steps. But when yeah. you mention all the steps, I don't want to help anyone where their reaction is really <laughs> right. I yeah, no, right. I want I want to have the person that's like, this is this is okay. what I, this is what I'm doing. And I'm willing to put in the work. Yeah, I'm willing to put in the work. And there's 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 several there's several people that I remember from four years ago, three four years ago, that I talked to about these very concepts. They ask me questions. I ask them questions. They're, they're, they're making more money than I am now, right? Yeah. They're posting more screenshots than I am. Uh, and it's like, yeah, now they are. Back then, they were they were playing with a $5,000 to $5,000 bankroll. And yep. now they're, they're live finals. They, I, of course, they want to do that. I'm not a big fan right. of that anyway. But it's like, it's a pro, it, it took them four it took It takes that time, right? Yeah. I talked to you know Nobody's like like great. like Peter uh, Hubro, uh huh. Like he played the fucking quarter arcade. Like I mean like did he really? Yeah. Like three or four years ago, he was playing the quarter arcade. Yeah. Right now, fucking who knows how much money money he's made in DFS? He's made a lot. Yeah. Right, but if you can't beat the quarter arcade, how do you how do you beat how do you beat the normal yeah. GPPs? So I I will say I never played the quarter arcade very much. I immediately jumped into playing the. $10 contest or whatever had the high payout structure and just playing, you know, four or five entries in right. that before I moved up just because I had no interest in turning, you know, $2 into a hundred dollars or whatever. I, I wanted to, to really make bigger money. Um, so I think that there is some aspect of, but if you, if, you know, if you, someone you added, added if Neil, if someone added it out of the gate, wanted to be 150 maxer. Yep. You'd do that in the corner. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's the place learn to learn that. Yes. In that. Agreed. Yeah. Right, because I'm I'm the same I'm the same with you. Like when I when I was playing large field GPPs, I mean it's the same concept I do now. I mean like I'm not playing 150 lineups. I would play 10. Right. Yeah. I'm playing a baseball slate. I'm playing 10 GPP lineups. Right. Right. And I'm hand building them. Right. Something yeah. like that. Uh, but when I converted into, oh, I could play 150 line. You know, like trying to play that style. I'm playing thirty seven dollars and fifty cents. I mean, like, yeah, like I'm not going to play sense. for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, I that right. wasn't my bankroll. I couldn't play it. Yeah, you shouldn't level. jump in playing yeah three thousand right. dollars or whatever. It but is the same concepts to build to hand build those ten lineups for the ten dollar contest is the same concept as building one hundred fifty lineups for the quarter con. I mean, it's the same field right. size. So yeah. it's like once you once you okay. What's leverage? Yep. What's correlation? What's all the, all these concepts? And you, you just hand. That's why I could just do an NFL and just put it here. I could still yep. build line. I could. 
Okay, I have Albert Wilson in this lineup because instead of the Dolphins, because of the leverage off of Gaskin and Gazicki and Parker. So it's like, okay, well, in my Wilson lineup, I'm not, I'm going to have a, uh, I could have James Robinson in this lineup because I don't have the Gaskin chalk or the P Parker chalk or the Gazicki chalk. So James Robinson's fine in this lineup. And then I could go, now that I have Wilson in the lineup, I don't need to play Gabe Davis in this lineup because I'm playing a cheap receiver. If I'm not playing Gabe Davis, maybe I don't play that game at all. So I don't have Allen and I don't have DJ Moore in that lineup. And it, and then you just build the lineup and then you just use all the concepts. And it's like, well, once I get rid of that, who are the higher projected plays? It's like, okay, right. Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, Amon Ross St. Brown. I need a tight end. Zach Ertz. I'll play the Jaguars defense. I'll move off of them if I need to, but they're correlated with James Robinson. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I need another running back. And then like, you could... You know, you've looked at the projections. You can see who projects higher than others. So once you start piecing stuff together and you go, well, now I, I have all the ownership leverage I need. So it's like fucking, fucking jamming, <laughs> jamming the, the here's Jeff Wilson and there's the Davante Adams. And okay, yep. let me move on to the next lineup. And like, once you do that, then it just comes down to, then it just comes down to hopefully at the end of my 20 lineups, I don't have 17 lineups with the same guy in it unless I don't want yep. that. But once you're doing it by hand, you're keeping track of that. So you're like, yeah. what do the lineups look like that don't have this guy in it? Well, I need to pay yeah. up at wide receiver then. If I don't have that guy in it, I need to pay down at tight end. If I don't have this, right. and then you start you start learning what the constructions would look like. And you yeah. go, okay, I do want to play a Tua Gazicki. Like I played a Tua Gazicki Parker lineup, right? Which is going to be very popular. It's like, yeah. okay, I don't want to play Gabe Davis in this lineup. I don't want right. I, I, do do I play James Robinson in this lineup? Probably not. But what's a way for me to play James Robinson in this lineup? By getting different Which oh yeah, de definitely <laughs> that. No, I played Jamison Crowder as a run back. Yeah. And he was like 3% owned. And it's not Michael Carter cuz Michael Carter was being used yeah. more as the run. Once you do that, once I put Crowder in there, I know I'm sacrificing some projection. I'm going to make that up by playing James Robinson in the lineup. But now, and now I'm playing like some weird defense that's only 3%. Like, yep. once you plug it in, I'm like, this lineup should be decently projected and decently lower owned. Move yep. on to the next lineup. Like, if you can't even do that process, like, that's all an optimizer is, is simulating right. that process and giving yep. you those lineups. I Even though I swear there's no way in my process that I end up plugging in Dari Agbunawale, but... <laughs> well, it, that's that's a difference in our styles. Right, and it's it's also because I'm playing the Millie, and I'm trying to find. But you're doing it with numbers. I mean, I could get there also, yeah. but you're also you're doing it with the numbers. Me, I'm building yeah. twenty lineups where uh, there are certain people I'm just xing out because they project too low, or I just don't need that leverage, so right. I just I just don't end up playing them because they're like the seventeenth running back on my list, and it's like I could just stick with the top eight. The top eight, yeah. and then the 11th guy is like a leverage play off of some high-owned, right? When the wide receiver's high-owned, then the running back isn't. And it's like, okay, they project decently enough. I could use that for that. But, yeah. like, before you, you use Fantasy Cruncher, is the process that I'm describing very similar to you hand-building? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's exactly, exactly how I was hand-building. I was figuring in how much chalk I could use based on which other plays I was playing and trying, where can I get different in my construction? And yeah, for sure. I was using a lot of those same concepts when I was hand building and I still do. I still hand build some of my lineups um, here and there, but 
yeah, that that all is exactly exactly right. Exactly what you're trying to do with an optimizer is just get it to spit out 150 of those lineups. I've heard you say this before. That's what you're trying to do with an optimizer. You're trying to make 150 lineups that you would make if you were hand building 150 lineups, which is exactly right. Easier said than done, but yeah, that's I do I agree with you that if your goal is to be a 150 maxer, it definitely makes sense to start with the quarter arcade or the nickel or one of those cheaper. When I started hand building, I didn't even know that 150 maxing was something that was like allowed, something that, that you could do. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't when I started. I mean, I started in 2013, so the the goal was just a little bit different at that point. But but if you would have jumped right into using Fantasy Cruncher and 150, you would have to you would have to think that. You, you wouldn't have been anywhere near as good as you would have been if you weren't no. hand building for two. Or I would have lost my whole bankroll. Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. So your hand building experience of applying the the game theory concepts, yeah. like that that helped, that that makes it so you could use the tool better. Gives you the foundation of this is how I think about lineup construction, building lineups. Yeah, for sure. You need to you need to put in the work. I agree with you. Not no disagreement there for sure. So, so put in the work. We put in the work, right? Yeah. You, you should put in the work enough that you get to a point where you're able to to actually end up putting less work. It's yeah. It's a weird. It's a weird way of putting. I, I mean, I, we I, both I, talked about MLB. We can do it in like ten minutes. Right. Like I, I've had very successful MLB slates where I literally make all my lineups in ten minutes because I know how to do that in MLB in Fantasy Cruncher. I feel if there was a curve, like as far as like effectiveness versus work. It's very steep in the beginning. Like it starts like here and in the beginning, yep. it's a very steep upslope. So it's like, yep. you feel like when I say, look at results DB every day, study CSVs, go through this. Like, it's like, wow, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work. Yep. And you do, and you do that. And may, you may feel like this for like three months, six months, maybe even a year at different seasons because different sports have different nuances. And you go yep. up like this. And then you hit a point where, where you finally understand why you're doing the work. Right. And now you start seeing success. You're at the year or two year point, And it's like, now I'm getting an, now you seem to be playing, you check results DB and it's like your lineup set looks very similar to other sharp players. Yeah. And he's like, you're, and now your contest selecting better. You're like, and you see your rotor yeah. tracker start going up. Maybe you get one big spike. You bink something. Now your work level starts coming down. Yeah. Right. Now it's actually now now it doesn't feel as hard anymore. It feels like yeah. like this thing that you normally took you ten minutes before now only takes you two minutes because you got so right. good at just going look 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 I got it right look at that tool look at this thing got it and now the work starts coming down and down and down and then once you get to the the the, the when you start being really good you almost feel like holy shit am I doing enough work because it feels right. like it's it's too it's almost too yeah. simple yeah. Right, because it's like, exactly oh, I, 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 I made everything so efficient that my yep. process could work in like ten minutes, and you're like, this, this feels like I'm almost making shortcuts, but it's not really not. You just, you, you made a zip file, right? Yep. You made a compression of everything you've learned for five years, and you were able to weed out all that stuff that wasn't important, and then really condense to make your process just like bang, 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 and I'm confident yep. in what I'm doing. Enter the contest. And the nice thing is, for the most part, the work that we're talking about, I enjoy it. So, like, looking at the results, I enjoy looking at what other pros did or, or, you know, at the time, pros. I wasn't a pro. Seeing what they did that was different than what I do, I'm really curious to see what are the better players doing, 
what did I maybe miss? What did they see that I didn't see? So it doesn't really feel, and, and watching videos. I mean, that was a big part of it for me. I've spent, I spent many years watching hours of video. I still spend, you know, usually an hour and a half to two hours a day watching videos. So, and I, I enjoy that. I mean, I, I don't watch videos of people that I don't enjoy their personality. I don't, I don't think that they are smart. If, if there's somebody on a show and I just don't think that they know what they're talking about, I'm not going to watch that video. I watch <laughs> smart. I listen to smart people. I, I watch videos of smart people and people that I think I can learn from. So it's, it's not, it's not difficult work for me, at least. Do, do you agree with that? The work that you have to put in for DFS is generally enjoyable. I mean, I, uh, why wouldn't it be? I mean, I, I've normally listened to talk radio for most of my life. So it's like to me, podcasts, like I could just absorb and like leave them on for eight hours. Yeah. Right. So like I, most of the time I'm not watching the video of any shows around the industry. I'm just listening to the, the audio. And that's why right, I could right. like when you tell me, yeah, that's what I mean. every I'm not usually in watching industry, the video either. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, yeah, I just leave it. I'm not, I'm not listening to get like, to get who to play. I'm just listening. Right. And I, and I personally, How do they I talk pre- about it. Right. Yeah. And I personally, I prefer the shows that are at the very end or the very beginning. Like I, I like the, like for me, like for NFL, my favorite shows are the review shows on like yeah. Mondays, like, like this type of show, maybe right. when we do, yeah. uh, or the shows very late where we have the most amount of information and it's people talking about like yeah. contrarian strategy, like strategy, right ish type of stuff like Wednesday that doesn't matter because nothing is confirmed or or anything like right not like there's nothing to gain out of this other it's than all going to be irrelevant pretty soon right anyway. it's all going to yeah. be irrelevant so it doesn't matter like that's why that's why it went from the work like for an NFL week like the work should begin like we're talking about how simple it becomes where I could just show up on Sunday morning have not not even I don't even know who's playing and still make yeah profitable lineups right but it used to be that on monday look at results db review the last monday was a review day so i just spent mm-hmm. time reviewing this is just if, if we just used nfl weeks as an example tuesday was a first look like let me build my dummy lineup and enter contests and just look at the set like just not not look at projections not look at anything just look at the salaries and go can i just punt, point out the inefficiencies Right, this yep. guy's out. This guy's in. Yeah, that seems too. That seems too cheap for that guy. Right, most likely yep. he's gonna like. I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Who the fuck knows? So I start plugging stuff in, and I'm like, okay. But that's all I do on t- like. There's no like what. I'm, there's no NFL. St- everything that I could look at is gonna be in the projections. So like, right. there's nothing for me to look at. So it used to be, I would look. I would look at the projections on Tuesday. I would go, hmm, hmm, and I would try to strategize and go, people are going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then on yep. Wednesday, I'm going to think more about, Hmm, it don't take that much time. Be like, Oh, people are going to do that. I listen to some shows. Oh, if they're going to play that, I could do this. And they're going to like, and then on Thursday, like if they're you, you're doing all of that until you were till you now at the time in the beginning, you feel like you're, you're doing work and, and it's benefiting you. You're really yeah. in tune with what's going on with the slate. I listen to right. this show. Yeah. I think a lot more people are going to be on this. I think obviously with the style that I play, this means a lot more because predicting what the field is going to do is how yeah. I le- learn how to I mean, play. I play the same way. Right. Yep. Uh, but in the beginning of when I played NFL, that was the, pro- like that was the process. I felt like Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, like I really got a feel on the, 
on the good contrarian strategies of this slate. Yep. And I really, I really got, I like, because I listen to everything. I've looked at every projection. I've looked, I've no, and then I could build stuff then, knowing that if Julio is out, I'm playing Zacchaeus. If like I'm building, you know, it's if thens, and then I'm, I, then I'm good. And then like once you do that more and more, like on Tuesday, I'm not even looking at anything because right. the, those strategies, it's ingrained in your, like you're doing it yeah. often enough. Right. That it's like that you could look at something now quicker. Now, instead of Tuesdays, you now you're just taking off. Yeah. Said so Wednesday, you're first looking at it. And then a month or two go by, you're taking Wednesday off because you could look anything that you're looking at on Wednesday, you could see on Thursday and come up with just as quickly. And then, then three years, four years later of playing NFL, I could just show up Sunday morning and yeah. be able to look at everything and anything that I would have. I would have compiled over the course of the week. Like I could do in a half an hour. So like, yeah. So why am I wasting all that time? But it's not wasting that in when you're learning, it's not wasting time. Cause you have, you have to learn how to do something in five hours first before you could then do it in three hours, do it in one yeah. hour. Very similar to, to poker in the beginning, like playing, trying to, and I played live primarily, uh, I used I used to study every hand that was played. Most a lot of people don't pay attention to the hands that are played at the table when they don't have a hand. Right. I would I would follow intensely. Yeah. Like I wouldn't it wouldn't look imagine. like I'm not staring or yeah, anything, yeah. but I'm just like fold fold like and seeing yeah. what hands show up. Okay, he raised there. Yep. That woman called and then try to like recreate like he probably has a hand like this, she probably has a hand like that. This person folds, he probably had like and really going through, because I, when I learned yeah. how to play online, I studied all my hand histories. So I was looking like what could happen. And then you throw it in poker tracker. You could do a lot of stuff like that. But I used to focus a lot and it would take a lot of mental energy. It would be like, I'm this sure. is exhausting yeah. to like e study every hand as it's happening. And then sometimes you don't even get a showdown. So it's like, yep. I don't know. Was he bluffing there or was he not bluffing there? I don't know. But in study, so many people aren't doing that. Yep. I'm picking up like, like, oh, he, sh he shows, uh, uh, he shows pocket sixes for the set at the end. And like, and it's an uneventful hand until I realized that he raised under the gun. I'm like, okay, this guy raises under the gun with pocket sixes. Okay. So now that's the, now I know his yep. positional hand range more like, yep. but I wasn't even in the hand, but to do that over an eight to 10 hour period of playing poker, is fucking exhausting is uh, yeah. it felt like that, that curve, it felt like work. Yep. Right. But once you, once you, you're playing eight to 10 hours a day, five, six days a week, like, dude, I could be like going like this and I could, it, 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 it almost, it almost becomes magical. Yeah. And, and like after, after a year of playing two years of playing, it, it, it almost feels like, like you have a sixth sense. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm, I'm barely. I never got to this point, so I'm, I'm agreeing right. with you only in. I can, in I can see how that would happen. Yeah, right. theoretically. Right. That I, that I, I could, I could leisurely watch the table. I typically have a podcast on in one ear, yeah. and you know, watch the table. I'd still talk or whatever like that, and I wouldn't go. Mm, he raised with pockets. It like it would. I wouldn't even verbalize it. It wouldn't even. It wouldn't even feel like I saw it even. Yet I was absorbing. From just because I just did it so 
much all the time that yep. next thing you know, it's like, like my hand reading skills was like my best, my best skill. And I would play no limit games and someone would make a bet like this and I go, that's impossible. And I'm folding the second nuts going that it is literally impossible for this person to have any, that I could beat any hand of his. Like, and then, and then calling people with Jack high and winning, right? Going that right. this is, this is either the nuts or there's a completely polarized range. Like I've seen this person play for the past six hours, not even studying intently, but knowing all of the proclivities of their raising, like their profile of play. And I'm like, either this is quads or he missed, he, or, or he missed this play. He missed his like bottom end straight or something. It's an open end straight draw with eight, nine or some, some, there's something like that. His betting pattern this entire time does not match anything that I've seen mm -hmm. before from him that would state that either he is so confident or he has, he has a hand that, yeah, that I could beat, right? Cause right. he has literally doesn't have any showdown value. And then I call and then they look and people look at me and they go, how the fuck did you call with that hand? I said, well, it was the best hand, but it's saying like that. You don't start from, but the point is, you don't, you never, you don't start from there. Right. You don't you start have from the word, like before you've been studying people. Right. Yeah. But people don't want to get to the table and go like, like I, I wouldn't even be opposed. I mean, it's a little fall pie at uh, live tables, bring a notepad, literally bring a notepad and have a notepad and draw a table, put number seat numbers on it. Feel free to take, take, take notes. And they go, don't you think that's a little excessive? I said, do you, do you want to be profitable at this? Right. Like, I mean, like, like what will, what does it take? Like, and that's the broken windows theory. Like to me, it's like, if you're not willing to bring, yeah, if you're not willing, I, I, one guy that I coached in poker that wanted to me to coach him in poker. Uh, I, and I knew he was a bad player, uh, but he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. So it's like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. And I, I, I ran the room. So it's like, I said, you don't have to worry about paying, paying the, the time fee, like the rake. It's a, instead of taking per pot, you took it per half an hour. I said, you're going to sit down in that one, two, no limit game. And you're going to fold every hand for eight hours. I said ev every single hand. So I want you to look at your cards. I want you, I want no one to notice that you're literally fo folding every hand. So I want you to just sit there and fold one. It's going to cost you $3 a round. Okay. To fold every hand. You don't have to pay the time. You don't have to pay eight bucks an hour to play. I'm just going to waive that. Because I know that you're just sitting there and literally doing nothing. Uh, he lasted about 90 minutes. Before because he came up to work? me and said, and said, because he asked me before, he said, even if I have aces, I go, yeah, you're going to look at your cards and you're going to fold them. Every single hand. Yeah. He lasted nine minutes and he said, I don't think I could do this. I you said, say 90 or nine? 90, 90. Okay, good, An good, hour good. and a half. That's what he I heard left. the first time. Okay, good. Right. He lasted 90 minutes and then said, 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 I, I can't just sit here and not play any hands. I said, then, you, then you're never going to be a good player. I said, what happens if yeah. you don't get any spots to play hands? Right. What happens if, if, what happens if you've been getting garbage, nine, four and two, seven and whatever the fuck you finally pick up ace jack suited and you, and you, you're, you're faced, you're faced with three bets. Like you're folding. Like I, I know you, right? Talking to him. Yeah. It's the best thing you've seen in 90 minutes. And you say, I'm going to, no, this isn't the spot to come in. Right. 
Next thing you know, you're going to be limping in. Next thing, you haven't seen a hand and you're playing 10-9 in middle position to, to, to an open limper with five guys behind you, two of them extremely aggressive. It's like you should be folding 10-9 suited. But it's 10-9. You're not going to learn how to... If you want to beat these games, you have to learn that first. You have to first learn how to be tight. It's, yeah, and, and, and that's what I said to him. I said, I said... And because I'll say, I've seen you, I've seen you do this. I've seen you play like this. I said, once you know the rules, you could play, break, you could, you know when to break the rules. Yeah. Right. But if you don't know the rules yet, like, and, and I'm talking to someone where it's like, like there's, they're seeing me playing games where I'm raising with air, three betting with nothing sometimes, showing down really weird hands that hit the nuts. And he goes, I don't see you doing any of that. I said, have you, I said, you, you didn't watch the first three years of me playing poker. Right. said, the first year of me playing poker, I would sit down here and people would look at me and wonder why I'm there. And anytime that I, anytime that I was in a pot, it was extremely noticeable. Because it's like, and if I value bet, no one called me. Right? Because... I am sure, yeah. Right, but, right. But that's... I, I learned the value of position. I learned the value, the relative value of hands. I learned... And then I learned how to take it, people would try to bluff me too much, right? So I started lowering my hand ranges. The call, you know, if I raised and then checked on the flop, people just assumed I had ace-king, right? So you know what I started doing? Started back-checking ace-king, so they'd bet into me on the turn and then call them down twice, and they have, like, second pair with only three outs, and I'd get more money that way. Yet if I bet on the flop, they would have folded, like, I didn't do that in the beginning. Right. I learned the basics very, very distinctly from two plus two books, that type of thing to like play as tight as possible. And then how do, now I know that other people perceive me as tight. How could I exploit them? Because right. they think I'm too tight. And then once you do that, now you start making a little, now you start, they don't think, they think I'm, now I'm disguising, I'm raising on the button open raising with seven, eight suited, but everyone at the table is not aware and they go, oh, the tight player raised. And then the flop comes like ace, queen, two. They check, I bet, and they fold because they have to assume right. that I have an ace because I'm the tight player, right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I know, now I can pick my, now I can start picking my spots, right? Like, yep. but you had to get, you had to get the basics. You had to work on the very basic stuff first. Yep. And to me, that's the num- that's the number two thing. Like, other than degeneracy, it's the, like, it seems like people get to, like, the three-month mark, like, get to the 90-minute yeah. mark and go, I can't play like this. Yeah. And people, yeah, people don't have the patience, I think, to learn to be good. On top of e- even people who are willing to put in the work. I think there are people who are willing to put in the work until they haven't been successful in three months. And then they maybe think, I'm just not going to get there. Maybe, maybe this isn't for me. I'm not a good player. So I think that's the other, the other place where people are, uh, they're, they're not getting positive reinforcement. Exactly. They need the positive reinforcement. Yep. But to me, the positive reinforcement should be that when you study CSVs and results yeah. DB, that, that when, I'm when, when you're losing, are. all the sharp players are losing also. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Right, I love. I love to, the best part to hear on on slates where I lose is listening to shows with sharp players and hearing how bad they did. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Right? If, 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 you're, if you won a lot of money on a slate where, like, everyone... I mean, yesterday. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like... right. If, you, if you won money yesterday in GPPs... Yeah. In the right. large field GPPs. Yeah. Right. But obviously Which there's an outlier... Outlier. Yeah, there, there are good players who won money too. Yeah. It's right. Most of the good players lost money yesterday. Right. So you want to be in that company. You don't want to be in the. You want to be in the positions where, uh, where you're you're when you're winning, like, you're winning being over the field and choosing lineups that are very similar. Maybe right. not exactly, obviously, but like if yeah. you're if it, it, I mean, if you played like. If you like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade James Robinson in all my lineups yesterday. You were not with the sharp players, right? You could have right. done fine, but right. So most right. people played most sharp players. Ate the James Robinson shock. Yep. Most of the sharp players did not eat the Parker shock as much. Yep. And but most of the sharp players went over on Gazicki. Because he was a tight end, and tight ends are more valuable, and you could find other wide receivers that could beat Parker. Yeah. Now, if you just now, this is me looking at results DB for a, a grand total of five minutes. Right. Right. I mean, the man, but that's all I'm looking. I'm not looking. The fact that I'm making fun of you about Hasty and whatever Dare is only because I'm looking at your exposures, and it's like just because yeah, you played Hasty for twenty percent <laughs> yeah. the week. I get before. it. I get it. Right. I it's, for the, it's for the bit. Right. But it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm playing not, to win. So you, you were talking about NFL coaches earlier, and I wanted to relate that to, to DFS. You got to play to win. You don't you don't play to lose gracefully, like you were saying about about Pete Carroll on your, your morning show. Right. I don't care if it looks bad that I have Jamichael Hasty, who didn't project well and did terribly, because I I know that I have my reasons for playing these bad plays. Right, but whether or not you came in last place or came in just out of the money doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't care about that. Right. If it worked out, it would have been glorious. It's usually not going to. With those it would have been so much, this bit would have been so much better if you did have Duke Johnson. Oh, it would have been, but then I would have been successful. Well, you would. Have, it had to have been in the better lineups, though. Yeah, that's true. Right, you didn't have any Mark Andrews. Right, if you had Duke Johnson and no Mark, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that I would have been my insane. Play to out <laughs> and min cash. Yep. <laughs> okay, so do the work. That's I think that's the that's the do the work. That's a good title. No, no, I'm, I'm, or the go. broken window theory. Sure, throw it out there. Right, do the work sounds like uh, who's going to search Someone for that? Applicable. I don't know. Yeah, is it even related to the broken window theory? Am I am I coming up with? I, it's, it seems like it should be related. Sort of like loosely. I feel loosely. like you're just slippery slope is all you're really trying to say. Right, right. I'm pretty much saying that. <laughs> right. Okay, so you can follow Neil Player Q DFS on Twitter and at Awesomeo. Live before locks or whatever. I'll be on tonight. Yep. You'll be you'll be on. If, I mean, assuming that you're listening on Monday, you'll be on tonight or yep. Tuesday. They're playing football on Tuesday. I'll be doing a show tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Monday. I'll be Tuesday. on a show Wednesday for the first time. Oh, well, that's what people want. More foot, more from more bad football. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you can follow me on Twitter at Blender HD. And as always, the theory of daily fantasy sports. 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com.